Okay, I hope that that's live. I hope it's working. Stand by for pre-show banter. Chinny's not back. Uh, Apple's trying to sell video games using House of Pain. We're live. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. How about that? Mmm. He's here. We're live, people. We're on the stream. What, already? It's happening. But I say you're late, but early streaming. Listen, I don't have time to play with the phone here. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. I need to grade papers. I need to eat this sandwich. What's up, Antonio? Enchantment. What is going on here? That was very odd. Hello, why did you hang up on me, sir? Okay, like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. All right, I'm eating more sandwich. What is happening? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's just It do does this. matter. This is important stuff. I'm very upset. Let's start the motherfucking show, bitch. Welcome, yo, to the veteran gamers. Yeah. Juju, and the fellas will tell you about yeah. every single game that you play this week. Yeah. News, reviews, and an indie pitch. Yeah. Welcome to episode 507 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. You can do it! Yay! 507, this is going to be our best show ever! I can feel it's not going to be our best show ever. And if people yeah. who are tuning in live, people who are listening on the podcast, I'm very sorry for what you're about to hear. I'm Duke! I'm Stu, and someone else is meant to be here, but it's a disaster already. Chinny's not here because he's a lazy bum. Yeah, and, he's still... And, I don't know what... Is he at home now? I have no clue. Who knows? The point is he's not here. That's what really he matters. He isn't here. And he Antonio's supposed to be filling in, but he's not here either. He was here for a minute. And then, then his PC screwed up or something, nah. and now he isn't here. Nah. Well, wait, he's coming. He's coming. All right, so. well, while we wait for him, let me announce something. Let me, just, let me just say something. We are not military veterans, okay? If you came here expecting to hear people talk about serving in the armed forces, you are in the wrong place. So get gone. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to leave. Something. You might like our show yeah. as well. But the point is that we something. have we broadcast. to... Should have hey, oh, no, he's here! Oh, my God! Speak again, right, Antonio. Yeah, go Sorry? on, Antonio. Speak. What? All right, my PC stuck refreshing because it's a piece of shit, so I ran downstairs, grabbed my work laptop, and I banged that in as fast as I can. I'm sorry, I tried my best. That was good. That was That's a lot faster than I would have been back on the call. Let me tell you what. Yeah. We're glad you're here, Antonio. I want my PC now. Yeah. Indeed you do. Um, yes, talking of Chitty, no real clue. No he's a turd. Really. That's what talking to Chinny. Yeah. He's a turd. Uh, but yes, can I just say as well? Yeah, we broadcast live every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. UK time. That's Not right. Sure time that is anywhere else. Working out for yourselves. Yeah. Uh, Go to some uh, website. They will transition YouTube. time well, for you. Yeah. Twitch and YouTube. But well, Twitch because Chinny d- muted the YouTube. Oh, yeah. We're not allowed to do YouTube. Yeah, we can't touch the YouTube. <laughs> well, it would only happen if the podcast was dedicated just to snooker chat. 
Exactly. So that ain't <laughs> So I've had a weird week. Oh snap! Week. I smell a story time on the My horizon. My favorite time. It's story time. Sorry, sorry, you, time. you tell your story while I eat some more of this oh. sandwich. Do you know, sometimes eBay can be the most frustrating thing ever. Yes. And it's partly my fault. So I'm going to take some of the blame for this. But as you know, I sold my game Man of Medan. Oh, yeah. On it. We've, we've pre-ordered DLC because I thought that was what was in the game itself. There was Uh-oh. a code. And I'm like, that must be the pre-ordered DLC. That's Uh-oh. that. I've not used it. So I'll sell it with it. And it, it went for quite a lot of money because it had that with it. Turns guy out you were lying. Game. Yeah, a guy gets a game and goes, this code don't work. So oh, geez, Stuart, are you committing fraud over eBay? No. No, because I what this code was for. But it's not. It was some for some weird Nambo, Bandai, Kandai, whatever um weird like rewards program thing. so you were oh, yeah, committing yeah, fraud we were over ebay some of them yeah I've, yeah i, mean, I have so like a stockpile of 20 i've never used them exactly. I think. well maybe you I could sell them for 100 yeah, pounds on ebay apparently uh antonio so dude says uh have you used this code so i'm like no why would i advertise it with a code that i've used it and he's like well it's not working and i was like right and he's like i wanted the curator cooked dlc i want the thing that i paid for that you advertised so i was like imagine that what a picky user oh my god that's like like you order an xbox 360 over the internet and somebody sends you a cardboard box and it's empty and be like where's my 360 just not the code i didn't know it wasn't the right code i didn't know it wasn't the right code Ah, oops i didn't know God's sake. To confuse things further, it's in the exact same format as a PS4 code. So it's three, four-digit numbers with dashes in between. So I'm like, well, it looks right. That's most so codes anyway, today, Stu. After about 40 emails going backwards and forwards, I'm like, well, I can just give you a refund. Send the game back. I'll refund you. you whatever. I don't care. Refund it. I eventually wondered, where would this code be then if it's not there? Because I pre-ordered it, obviously, so I should have this here code for this curator, whatever the fuck. So went on Amazon to have a look, and then one of the questions it says, where's the pre-order code? Because I haven't got it in the game. And someone said, you get it via email. Now, I have the email for Amazon set up on an account I never use because they bombard you with shit. So you ignored an email that Amazon sent you, and then you advertised it for sale on the internet, and then you were like, oh, I didn't know where it was. Game. Yeah. It's partly Stu's. I love how he started. It's partly my fault. I did say I take part responsibility. Part responsibility for committing fraud over eBay and ignoring the email. Because guess what, right? When I tracked that email down eventually in my inbox, I sent in the code and it was all good. But okay. he took the best part of a night to sort it out. I yeah, spent- but imagine how that guy felt. His his whole family just died in a horrible car fire. And then he comes home and right after the funeral, he wants to relax by playing this game he just bought on eBay. And he can't because you lied. It was a twenty. He could still play the game, and you don't even unlock it till you've played through it once. Anyway. Oh no, that's the part you're mad about. Not I'm making up some story about his dead family. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, he got it, and it was all good in the end. And he did give me a nice review in the end. And he did say thanks ever so much. And also, in addition, right, I emailed Namco Bandai and said, "Look, I haven't got the code for this pre-order, but I did pre-order it. I don't know where it is." And they said, "That's fine. 
just send us a screenshot of your pre-order and we will send you a code out. So I could have got a second code. Dude, you can what? send that, sell that for even more money on eBay. Why didn't you commit fraud like, against Namco Bandai? Exactly. They were I gotta lovely. say, they were e- very good. every time I hear the name Namco, I think of the start of Soul Blade. Namco. Namco. So anyway, I said to them, no, but thank you very much. But all the same, I actually tracked down the code in my Amazon email, whatever, whatever, and they were like... Oh, well, if you need anything else, just shout. See, you're way too nice, man. You Brits, guy. But yeah, anyway, I got it sorted. He were happy. I kept the money. Job done. All right, well, we're going to try to make this show 10% better because Derek Sainz said that the show is 5% better now that Antonio's here. Let's go for 10%. I think we should do it. I shoot for that 10%. Yeah, Antonio, you got a story? Yeah, story Go on. I've been bedridden, so no, I haven't. Oh, no. You might be able to tell my voice. It's more bassy, more verbose. And that could be a positive for today if you've got bassy headphones on. Well, yeah. But no, I've just been bedridden. So, so uh, would you say you're all I watched all nine about... scenes of Peep Show in four days. Oh, my so God. My no wonder you're life. sick. Would wow. you say you're, you're all about that bass? Uh, no trouble. Yeah. What you need to do, what you need is some Vicks Vapor Rub on your chest. <laughs> That's what my mum used to do, and it was sorted. I'll stick to the home remedies or you and can also medically advised and, remedies for now. You could try taking it easy and not talk very much. Oh, wait, that's not going to work here. Yeah, after the show. Yeah, Sacrifice after we're done. Sacrifice has to be made to entertain an audience of right. uh, one, two, ten. two. Ten. Ten if you're lucky. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what story do I have? I don't really have a story. I've been grading papers all day today, and I'm, I've still got two more classes to go. I think I can get one of them done and then maybe get the other one done tomorrow maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'll do my best. You know what? Life is short, and I gotta do the, find a balance between work and life, man. Get off my back, kids. Zip yeah, get off his back. Yeah. Any other stories? Uh, yes. The other thing is, this is the other thing which uh, is also pissed me off. It was a rhetorical question. What have I told no. you about thinking? Should Anybody have, name that movie out one, in the right? chat? I, I've got another one, right? Go ahead. And this pisses me off also. So I got some cash, you Ooh, know, from the sale of my game. That's right. Cheers. I'll invest in another game. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to buy me control because everyone's saying how good it is. And I found some playing that. Wipes his ass with $600. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go for it. So I ordered that off eBay. First class post. Uh-oh. And <laughs> this is a... Ah. Came on Saturday whilst we're out. Signed for delivery. So not just normal first class. One of the signature for it. So they took it back to the post office and now I can't collect it till next Saturday because I'm at work all week. Can't you get Ugh. Millie to go get it or something? No, you see, there's no one even to get it. Oh, I'm because sorry. Yeah, oh, That's frustrating. Oh. I'm just, oh, it's just been such a shit week, man, I'm telling yeah, you now. It's pretty frustrating, no doubt. Oh. I don't even want to make right. a joke about that because I know how it feels. Right, I've got a random wheel for the picker of who's going to talk games. I'm going back old school, so here we go. You ready? Where are you okay, going? Here we go. Story time's over, isn't it? What you been playing? What you been playing? What you been playing? We're at six percent better now. Let's keep shooting it upward. Antonio is picking. Hey, all right. So I start with some top quality content that no one else is playing in the year 2019. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's not that's not a joke. So I have been bedridden, as I said, and during my time of being bedridden, I've been working on scripts, one for a film, for a sequel that I'm trying to work on, and also an old uh, video I've been trying to make for like three, four years now. 
So, to get some B-roll, I played fucking DVD games. Wow. Wow. Because um, I thought you get them on Laserdisc. No, <laughs> yeah. genuine DVD games, including a, couple, including a couple here by me that I got some B-roll footage a few days ago. Anybody, well, British people, anybody remember the TV show Raven, which is like a British TV show for kids? Yeah, I thought so. Um, okay. There's a DVD game of that, and they're terrible and primitive, but they got a weird charm to them. See, I remember the murder mystery games that had a DVD with them. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, like Nightmare and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to talk about them one day, but the, I wanted to talk about something I grew up with, and uh, I have a bunch of kids' DVDs had these. And literally, it is just very primitive, use the arrow keys, press enter kind of games. Yeah. They're very basic, but... One of them I really actually enjoyed nowadays is um, the Lion King 1 came with this, like, fucking virtual safari, which, weirdly enough, really inspired Polybius, the film, you know, I made nice. earlier, which I got my first review of today, actually. One Star Ooh. Rubbish. Oh, I no. Know, it was good. I saw <laughs> that. I saw that. I bet you're happy. Oh, hell yeah. This time I won't get back. He is not wrong. He's oh, not yes, wrong. he is. That's mean. I mean, he can. He, I have. A, I have a friend who also voted one star. Me and him, lovely. And um, yeah, I don't had, know. Well, 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 just a minute. You had a friend who voted it one star. Oh yeah, me. Oh you. <laughs> hey man, I can't be too biased here. I gotta be honest with myself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not really. Um, vote for Polybius so I can get a sequel and get paid. No, I got paid for that. Uh, but yeah, a bunch of weird DVD games because I wanted to make a video about them and. Uh, they're pretty terrible nowadays with our PS4s and our Xbox Ones and PCs, but you know what? They're primitive, they have their charm, and it's quite funny, the ham acting that's in them. So well, yeah. yeah, DVD games, because I'm the only bastard that's playing them in 2019. So they're easy to get, I assume, very cheap? Oh, very cheap. Like, yeah, I, I want to do, if this does well, I want to do more videos about them, because they are so cheap to find. Like, yeah. a lot of these, you know, gaming channels, they try and find the rarest games. Fuck that, 50p games or, or lower, <laughs> that's all I care about. Yeah. So let me let me ask you what did what did you actually play and what was it like? I played. So there's three main topics for the video I'm working on. There is Shrek 2, a fucking modern classic, or <laughs> all right sequel. Um, they had a singing competition called Far Far Away Idol, and what the people could do, you basically you pick who wins out of Simon Cowell for some fucking reason, Shrek, Fiona, and wow. people could vote. How did Simon Cowell end up in it? <laughs> I don't know because he was everywhere for a while. That is just weird. And um, if you had either the DVD or VHS of Shrek 2, you could basically go to a website and vote for who would win. And that, that just screams early 2000s interactive entertainment, and I love that shit. Well, yeah. Um, the aforementioned Raven DVD game, which is based off a children's TV show, which is somehow still going today, that had some gameplay, like genuine gameplay, such as memorizing patterns and then using them in a trial. But, I mean, it's a DVD. How far are you going to go? So is that the one we're looking at on screen right now with the weird dude with the black hair? Is that is that it? Uh, I, I'm not going to stream it, but I believe you are correct. Genoir. Burning Battlements. Genoir. Are you ready? Yeah, that's it. That is it. That is it. And um, it's been quite tough getting footage because this is primitive technology, and I don't think it was made to work with VLC. This is a so, let's yeah. play someone put on YouTube of them playing this DVD game. So, I mean, there's a niche for it, apparently. Apparently. And Seriously. There's a niche for everything. That's why I believe of YouTube. And also, he has his FPS counts on the top left. That's kind of funny. And yeah, finally, the um, Lion King 1 special DVD, because Disney used to care about having interactive games. I'm going to stop, because I don't think anyone cares about this shit. Yeah, what are you talking YouTube. about? We brought you here to talk about what you've been playing. If this is what yeah, you've been playing, shit. it's all good. Um, right. But if you're done, done with you're done. that, are we spinning again? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Go ahead.
Okay, let's spin between me and Duke, and it is gonna be me. Right, I'm gonna start this week with a game that's not a game. Uh oh. Oh yeah, and I'd like if you could, Duke, to play some of the sound from this because I don't care. Because first, play the title. Give me the title. The game I'm talking about isn't a game. It's called Paradiddle. That's uh, a drum pattern. It indeed it is, and this is a VR drum kit that's available to sideload onto the Quest as an alpha. Uh-huh. And there's, I've said, clicked a link to a video Uh-oh. of a guy playing um, American Idiot on it. So this is the guy genuinely drumming using VR. He's not a drummer. He's never yeah, drummed before in his life. Yeah, I think I have the audio here with the video. Yeah. Uh, let me put the YouTube up. There's the YouTube. And so this is this is someone genuinely using this to play the drums. Unmute the site. Is this it, what we're looking at? Yeah. So this is a way for you to actually play the drums in VR. But you don't have the reaction. I'm going to turn the volume down a little bit. You don't have the um, tactile reaction, though, that you do in Rock Band. Yes, because obviously you get the haptic feedback in the controllers. So it, it, it shakes a little bit when you hit the drum. Yeah. And okay. it feels very sort of good. It makes you stop straight away as soon as you hit the drum surface. You don't go through it, if you right. know what I mean, Fair which enough. is a bit weird. And so it's better than Rock Band because Rock Band, you had to keep moving the little thing around because you'd hit it and move it forward or whatever, put a little towel down or something. But with yeah. this, it's just it's taking care of itself, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you really are playing the drums. What's, what's kind of cool, they are going to allow peripherals, so you'll be able to get like a drum, uh, like a bass pedal. Oh, okay. And like a hi-hat pedal and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see the bass drum being... Yeah. It's, it's very cool, and I said to Kay the other night, this, there's no other medium you'd be able to do this. Well, rock band. No, no, but not, that's not really... This is playing the drums. That's not really playing the I'm drums. I'm sorry, you're banging drumsticks against a circular no, thing and makes a drum a sound, pattern. but you're not playing, playing drums. drums. What? They, okay. The, the, right, when you play rock band drums, you've got four drums, that's it, and obviously a pedal for your bass, whatever. Right. But you're only well, you really following a well, pattern but... on the screen. You're not... Uh, this is actually playing that you can set up your own personalized drum kit. Oh, I know you have more options with this, no doubt about it. I don't want to split. They hands. did add in Rock Band Four a freestyle mode, uh, mode to every instrument. Yeah, so shove it. Terrible. Yeah, it but you didn't have all these. Did you all these different symbols and shit? No, you can add. You can get symbols for Rock Band uh, Free and Four. Uh, like anybody have, fucking have, gives a shit. Anyway, they're both great. Let's really just say they're both well great. Done and good. Well, they're both terrible. But <laughs> what's also very cool about Beat Saber? That's really, the truth. What's oh. really cool about this is you can. You kind of upload if you put uh, like drumless music into your music folder on the Quest. Yeah. You can then play them obviously in the background and drum over them. You can do drums accompaniment for Beethoven's Fifth. You can do drums accompaniment without the drums on. Yeah. So any track you can get without the drums on, you can actually do this. Get some acapella hip hop. By the time I it, get to Arizona, mm, 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 the time I get to Arizona, it, it was very cool. This is this is what I did though. I put my chair in the middle of the living room. Yeah, and I sat down and just had a go at drumming. And they they have got some built-in melodies for you to drum to to just practice and stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. it's cool. I ain't gonna be no drummer, but it Not is with cool that to attitude. Kit. I know. Yeah, I know you what gotta I believe. But this week, they've actually released a DJ app as well. So that's Ooh. come out this week. Now you can talk in my language. 
Yeah, and uh, people are going mental. Like some of the reviews, like the people who are, are actual DJs, and they're like, it's it's like having a full two three thousand dollar DJ set up in front of you. To now, play. here's the question: Do you you use your MP3s? I assume to DJ that. Yes. So you, again, you can upload any MP3 you want into. But here's your the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I ain't yep. got no MP3s these days. I mean, I still have the ones that I have from back in the day, but everything's on uh, what's it, Spotify now. So yeah, well, what they're also okay. Let me come to that. Let me okay. come to that. Uh, in an update, they're hopefully going to get either Spotify or Amazon Music integration. See, that's going to change app. everything once you can do Spotify so DJing. Do oh, that. Is that and are there websites for that? Does anybody know out in the chat? Anybody know if they're doing Spotify DJing? Yeah, you can do that already. There's an app on. Android and on iPhone oh, called DJ. Snap. Damn. And that, that already has Spotify integrated into Damn. it. Damn. So that That's already works show. with like virtual decks. But this is the the people who were DJs on the rec- on the reviews are saying this is as close to proper DJing as you're gonna get without having to have all the equipment. Yeah. I I see, and this is just gonna sound ridiculous, but I see a future. And they also have graphics and stuff that you can project out of the app. So there's all this stuff going on in the background. So you can do live shows and uh, already doing that in alt space VR. So people yeah. are doing live DJ sets in there. Okay. It's it's getting fairly cool and crazy at the same time. With and stuff like this, like I keep saying, is there's no other without having physical decks. Yeah. There's no other way to recreate this. You know, you can do it on a phone, but it isn't the same as manipulating knobs and switches and decks and stuff. Yeah. I just think it's stuff like this is super cool. Like the drumming thing is super cool. This is super cool. Yeah. You know, and think of a future, right? And I'm going to put this out there. They're already working on individual finger tracking for VR. Ah. So be able to track your fingers as well as your hands and stuff. And then they're, they're obviously looking. You could play a virtual guitar or a virtual piano. Isn't that already a thing with the Valve Index? The, uh, Possibly, yeah, they're doing it. It's not quite the, okay. the the like the ones we're talking about is actually having individual things on your fingers so that they can. The, there is some of that with the the Valve Index, but it's not. I don't think it's that precise. Okay, because it's more of a squeezing thing, I think. So it's not like you couldn't have your fingers outstretched and like you're playing something. But I can definitely see that happening, and like you can have a whole orchestra that just has VR headsets on. Yeah, you know, does actually have any physical instruments to play? Right. And even the DJ thing now, I just think like, you know, you could turn up at a club. You don't have to take any equipment with you. You don't need any decks. You don't need anything. Literally, just turn up with your VR headset and away you go. Come on, you can't say that's not super cool. It is super cool. I mean, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You're right. You know, it's pretty nifty. Things are happening, man. I'm telling Something's you, something's happening. Stuff is happening. Yeah. Stuff is happening. Right, are we ready for the next one, which will be you, Duke? It will be me. Oh, yeah. I've just spin the wheel. Let's see who it is. Oh, it's Duke. How about that? What are the odds? Um, Yeah, so I've been playing a game where uh, you make choices, and it's stuff that's happening with the thing. It's not VR bollocks. I need to change that. Uh, It's a game called Polybias something. Oh, Oblivious. Yeah, that. (laughs) I finally played it. Sorry it oh, took so you. long. Thank you. Um, yeah. Was so let me change that this. Review no, I did not leave that <laughs> review. Um, it seems a bit of a coincidence. <laughs> I'm going to put GH behind it because I don't know how to tell people to find it. I guess it's EKO is where I played it. 
There's a website oh, called that E2. Version. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice one. You know, when the Duchess walked by, she's like, what is that? And I was like, it's this game that Antonio made, and you met him. And she's like, did he film that? I was like, yeah. And she's like, wow, that looks really good. And it does. Like, the production is awesome. Um, I really like the humor in it. There's a part where they're doing some sort of chase, and they go through a library. And the librarian's like, shh. And they're, you know, dude's running for his life. The guy's trying to kill him with a pair of needle-nose pliers or something. So I was just like, okay. Um... You know, the things that I would say that sort of threw me off a little bit, you're probably already aware of, Antonio. There's a time differential between when you make your choice and when the result shows up on the screen. And mm. that happens with everything, right? It happens with uh, Bandersnatch or whatever the Black Mirror one was. It's all due to the engine that you use. Oh, yeah. The best yeah. way to do that is a sure. game engine, I'd right. say. Right. Um, and, you know, we the, remember the main this. Reason for that is because I was the tech guy behind this is yeah. um, the streaming. Of the actual oh, sure. content. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. you got to give people time to make their choice. And so you don't want it to be the type of thing where as soon as you push the button, it's right back in the action, right? So it's Yeah, I had I, I watched it on YouTube. So yeah. I did the YouTube version of it. Right. Um, and I had a problem where I didn't make a choice quick enough. And then it went to the next video, mm. which was nothing to do with your video. So Again, I had to restart it. A limit, that's a limitation of that version. So yeah. each version has their own limitations. This was my original goal was to make it in Unity. Oh wow! But I, right. had to, I had to make it, shoot it, edit it, and fully produce it in five months. Yeah, and Unity wow. wasn't going to happen. Sure. Ideally, if I was to make a sequel, which I'm currently writing the sequel for right now, um, I'd make it in a game engine. That's that yeah. is the dream. But sure. that means I'd have to pay, pay a lot more because even if I want to release mm. it on Steam, there is a fee. Right. So yeah. yeah no. What about Epic Game Store? I hear they were very friendly to developers. Yeah, you never know. I give it a shot. I I bow down to the devil for a uh, you know <laughs> yeah. a bit of dollar dollar bit of capital to invest. Yeah. Dollar, dollar. No, I mean it was you know it was cool and and uh, I like the fact that the voice is telling you one thing and what you say you know that you can choose to have a gun or a mop and she's like take the mop and I'm like really I think the gun would probably be a better choice but then I was doing the psychology I don't think the game would lead me astray so I did the mop and it's a good thing I did because after I got the mop ending. Uh, I went back and tried the gun ending, and it was like, oh, look, that didn't work. She was not lying to me. That was due to uh, focus testing that was added in late, cause, and no one picked the true ending. The, oh, uh, really? I think it was 90 to 10 got the the worst ending. Oh, wait, people um, chose the gun if they had the choice between the gun or the mop. Uh, yeah, most people yeah. did uh, during the first, because there's five cuts of this film. I, did, I made an entire website about this, the entire making of this film, nice. and I mentioned on it that, yeah, people kept getting it wrong technically like uh-huh. what i perceive as the wrong ending right. um i learned a lot from this man like oh, most sure. people you know they learn a film and then they learn a lot from it. i made a game and a film at the same time oh sure while learning how to write a script because if you don't know how people write a script it is one linear script yeah traditionally anyway right. like i know there are laws just rules you're supposed to follow but you don't have to verbatim and I had to think of a different way to have 21 separate scenes be scripted in a chronological order. Yeah, sure. Uh, which, which, which resulted in a flowchart, actually. That's how uh-huh, I did it on, uh-huh. on set. I had a flowchart. I remember um, uh, Tom Bissell showing the flowchart that he had for uh, Gears of War Judgment. So you're in good company. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if people give a shit about how it was made, I can link to my website. Because uh, yeah, alongside, because totally. I did this for my final, my university degree. Yeah. Um, I made a website alongside it. Yeah, and um, I thought I was, I thought I was finished talking about this damn piece of shit. No, nope. it, it's been brought yeah. up again. That's right, and it's cool. I mean, there's a lot of cool things well, about it. Sorry, I love well, the. I'm the, you, the, you put it out there, people are going to play it. Aren't yeah, they? You really? know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know, but. 
there's cool stuff in it. You know, I like the varied locations. It's clear that you covered a lot of ground in terms of f- filming it. Um, it wasn't, I, I didn't realize until like halfway through the chase scene that they were sort of hopping between dimensions. Um, so that was just a little unclear to me, but whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's a uh, good I solid wrote, experience. So, um, a little bit of insight. I wrote a Bible for this. So if you don't know about writing a TV show or a film, you write a Bible if you want yeah. to make it like an actual featured film. Because basically a Bible is rules that you're supposed to follow. Yeah, sure. And if you don't, if you haven't played the film, Polybius is about this watch. I'll say more than that. I wrote rules for the watch. Yeah. Like I actually wrote rules. I spent hours upon hours thinking, all right, if this happens, why? And right. tried to give reasons. But the film was shot in three days. <laughs> it wasn't really possible to follow a Bible. Yeah, right. I saw one glaring arrow and, the, and this scene is, is part of it. Yeah. Uh, why is he mopping a wooden floor? People mop wood floors. <laughs> no, they don't because bloody water soaks into wood. You don't mop I, well, a wooden to be floor. Fair, actually, no, there are people who mop wood. And besides, you can mop it with um, uh, Murphy's oil soap. I guess. I, guess you could. That, I don't think that's what this is. Normally you would be though. right, but that is that was a nightclub. Uh, so that would be already, um, you know, that painted type of uh, woodware. Yes. And also and stop arguing about minor aesthetic details, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I mean, it's, it's, it was quite it's, fun. it's definitely fun. It's worth a, it's worth a playthrough. Um, you know, Antonio's hard on himself. I think it's good. I think it's fun. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's clearly something that people are doing, figuring out the genre, figuring out the filmmaking, but the filmmaking is ace. Like, I think the filmmaking is really good. So the technical elements, you know, hey, whatever. You're getting better all the time. Next time it's going to be even better. So I like it. He... Thumbs up for uh, Polybius. Polybius. Yeah, go Polybius. play it. Thank you. Right, are we ready to click again? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Here we go. Is it going to be? It's going to be Duke again. Oh, snap. Hey, um, yeah. So, I, don't worry. I have it ready to go here. I think, maybe. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, here we go. So, <laughs> every once in a while, I come across something that on Reddit that says, hey, what you're doing isn't good enough. You need to try something else. And this week, it was modded Minecraft. People were recommending f- modded Minecraft, and I was like, you know what? It's time to make it happen. Like, I haven't ever gotten it to work, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to make it happen again this time. There's this mod pack called Feed the Beast, FTB. And it's funny that it doesn't have the same thing that I was playing um, because there's this thing called FTB Academy. It's called Feed the Beast Academy. I wonder if I could find it. Let me see if I can find. Let's play uh, FTB Academy. I'm thinking probably not, but let's find out. Oh, yeah, here we go. No, it is. How about that? I found it. So this, okay, for those who don't know, there are a lot of mods for Minecraft and FTB is the granddaddy of them all. I mean, kind of. It takes a lot of the best mods and puts them together in one package. And all I can say is, Chinny, if you think there's a lot of depth in Minecraft, holy crap. Wait till you play FTB. It's at least 10 times as much stuff as in regular Minecraft. When you open up your inventory, you can see on the screen here, on the right, it pull. it has like a a user interface for all the things you could make. And if you need to figure out how to make something, partly this is because there aren't as many wikis. Uh, there isn't as good a wiki as there is for regular Minecraft. So you can you have a search bar. You can just type in the thing you're looking to make, and it'll show you the recipe, and you can put the recipe into your 
um, crafting table and it will like put this if you have the stuff it'll put the stuff on the thing for you so it, it kind of streamlines Christ, things stuff is uh i know that's that's one page out of 14 or 40 or something there's no, 43 so, is there's so much i know there's so much stuff it's mind-blowing because when i finally got it to work i was just like holy crap and this uh, the academy starts you off in like a school so it shows you some of the basics and like I was doing some of it, and it's like it's got sorting, it's got these tubes you can send material through, it's got electricity, you can do you know computers, and it gives you a computer disk at one point, and you get like a bucket of water out of the computer when you put the computer disk in. It's just it's so deep. There's so much stuff in these mods. It's unbelievable, and I feel like I, I've been playing it for like probably two hours in the last two days, and I've just barely scratched the surface so, I like, even... can i ask you a question does this work with vanilla minecraft or does this only work on special d well, servers you have this? to get well no it works on you, okay here's the thing there's two kinds of minecraft there's bedrock which is the one that's on the xbox and on the uh, mobile versions and then there's uh the java version and this is on Java. I'm pretty sure Bedrock doesn't have any mods. I'm yeah, they, to, they are talking about bringing the Bedrock version to Quest. Yeah, so that's well, potentially ongoing. There you go. So, unfortunately, you can't play this if you're on the Xbox. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I've just barely scratched the surface. Like, I, I've started looking. Like, there's a quest. The nice thing about FTB Academy is it has these quests to kind of walk you through all the different things that are suddenly open to you. Because I got it at, working at one point in the, in the past, and I was just like, there's way too much going on here. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to uninstall it because I can't figure it out. So getting it working technically is the first headache. And then once you have it running, figuring out how the hell all this stuff works is the other one. So, uh, But FTB Academy kind of walks you through it. So, And I haven't even gotten like the first getting started quests done yet. So there's a lot going on here. I'm really having fun with it. The big hiccup is that apparently the way these this mod, this mod in particular is set up, you have to run it through something that's called Forge. And Forge had this installer called the Cursed Installer. Don't ask me to elaborate. I don't really know. But the point is, they were bought up by Twitch. So in order for me to play this, I have to start Twitch, the application, on my PC. Which is really is annoying so and funny. stupid, but it is what it is. And the other thing is, when you chop down a tree now... It falls over like a real tree. Ah! Oh, God, that's your like, wet dream, <laughs> isn't it? It's fun. It's nice. I, it's not a, really a big deal. I, I guess I talked about it. It is a big deal because you talk about it every time you talk about one of these Well, types now of I games. talk about it just as a joke because you always bring it up, but I figured I'd bring it up. I didn't here bring it up. Well, I know, but you I'm saying it up. in the you past. It up. Right. I, okay, you're right. Whatever. Anyway, well, you the bring point it up is, every time and then try and blame us for bringing it up when it's really you bringing it up. Because I had forgotten up. about it, and then at one point you asked the question. I was like, what? Who cares about trees falling over? Anyway, the point you is... You do. Well, apparently I do. It's a nice little you aesthetic do. thing, yes. Uh, so that's uh, Feed the Beast. And okay. what else did I write down? Let me, make sure, let me just make sure is I didn't write be, down anything else. It's going to be Ant. Right. Do you want to talk about Rec Room, Stuart? Yeah, let's do that, because we played this today together. Oh, uh, yeah. We did indeed. So if you don't know what Rec Room is, it is a free-to-play VR game, very kiddie, and you just get to do activities, full really. Of kids, such as... By the way, it's, it's full of kids. It is indeed, so get used to be get used to hearing high-pitched voices and weird obscenities such as the N, S, or B word. Oh, yeah, I got, I got a weird, a very weird, like, comment today. I was mm. playing on my own earlier today but without Ant, so I was playing in Rec Room <laughs> on my own, 
I decided to play some uh, paintball thing, which is capture the flag in VR, basically, but very cartoony looking. Yeah. And yeah, because obviously my avatar is quite tall because I'm a grown man. Uh, what, what was a little kid presumably came up to me and he went, hey, mister, why are you so tall? <laughs> like this. So I was like, I don't know. And he's like, huh, lanky. And then just walked off and gave me this random, like, insult, called me lanky. And then he told his mate, he's like, look at him, he's all lanky. And he's like, yeah, lanky. Lanky. And then <laughs> two kids were calling me lanky. It was just a bit weird. And, yeah, I opened, what was kind of funny was, I, you get these, like, rewards. You get rewards that come in a box with a zipper on top. Oh. So you pull the zipper and obviously either tokens come out. Sometimes you get, like, an item. And, and what's kind of cool, and I do like this, it's Doesn't super sound cool. like that. I got this weird baseball cap thing, but you can put it straight on. So if you if you pick it up and obviously put it on your real head in real life, it obviously puts it on your virtual head in the game. Yes. Which is kind of funny. But when this this cap came out, this this little dude was jumping up trying to grab it. Obviously, you can't grab other people's rewards. And he's like, "Can I have it? Can I have it?" Like little American dude, like, "Can I have it?" And I'm like. No. Oh. <laughs> lanky. And obviously it walked up. But at least it wasn't any more obscene than lanky. So there, there you go. go. Can so you give if, if, Now, if you wanted to give that to someone, could you, like, hand it over? Yeah, you can gift stuff. So okay. you can gift things to people. Cool. So it is All right, you're watching the stream. We're, this is literally what me and Stuart were doing, which is capture the flag on this exact map. This is what we were doing. Oh. Yeah, well, uh, we did three things. We played paintball, laser quest kind of thing, and dodgeball. So we'll go in order. Uh, dodgeball. I'm terrible at throwing in VR, but yeah. really enough, this is probably the best version of throwing in VR I've played yet so far. And that it's, includes it's Batman very VR. Realistic. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I had the weirdest teammate. I had this dude who didn't want to throw balls. He just wanted to try and dodge balls. <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't actually pick a ball up. Balls, He was just insulting you, but could you, you couldn't hear him, could you? I don't think. I, no, I could hear him the entire time. Yeah, when he was going, hey, come on, try and hit me, try and hit me. Hey, you can't hit me. Hey, hey, you can't hit me. And he was like, then he'd get hit and he'd go, ugh. And then he'd be obviously out <laughs> of the game until the next round. He was just he was just the weirdest person, weren't he? Yeah. And then he yeah, was, yeah. then he, he got his camera, because you can get a camera out in rec room. So he got Yeah, his I do like out. that. I don't know why. I find that really cute to get a camera out, like, just randomly and go, take a photo. Yeah. He, took, he, took a, he took a photo of me, and then he took a selfie with me. Which was just weird that <laughs> you've taken a virtual selfie with my avatar. Who knows what he's going to do with on, that? By the way. I think he was yeah, taking yeah. a selfie and I eliminated him and I had him go, oh, dang yeah. it. Yeah, while he was trying to take his hand, then his camera just fell to the floor and he was obviously out again. But it was just a very surreal experience, wasn't it? Totally. Yeah, it was It was funny. Uh, paintball was... It was kind of fun, paintball. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I like paintball, but I don't like the paint part of it, so I got rid of it, and that was nice. Yeah, and, uh, I like the physics in the paintball because there's no like aiming reticule. Is it a reticule? Is that the right word? Reticule. Reticule. I don't know. Reticule. Radical. Anyway, whatever. Reticule, dude. Uh, there isn't. You've got to work out the arc of the paintball, mm. and once you get used to it, it is kind of cool, isn't it? You do get your head around which way. It's quite satisfying to, to get a. Yeah. A bit like playing Modern Warfare 2, trying to get a grenade launcher shot from across the map. Just aim up, get used to the trajectory, took a couple shots, and then you can get someone yeah. from far away. Yeah. It, is, it was fun. And then the main event for me was the little laser quest thing we did. So in uh, Rec Room... That was brilliant. In Rec Room, you can play quests with up to three other people, and it is literally just 
four i think it's four checkpoints per level and it's just mini missions and they're all themed quite you know widely so this guy's playing a mario map that's kind of cool oh no a sonic map sorry oh that was kind of cool anyway sorry i was looking at the stream um there is like a pirate style level there is a um, tron looking style level star wars looking style level they're very basic but they they're actually pretty dang fun it was um, fun I, I mean, we did get our ass handed to us quite a few times, but we were learning where enemy placements were. We got were. better at it, didn't we? We definitely did. Definitely did. And, um, oh, no, this is Mario Cinema, sorry. This looks really cool on the stream, if you're watching yeah, it. Yeah, like, it does. Um, um, that is user-created, by the way. So one of the things is, uh, there are curated maps, but a lot of the maps you see are user-created, which is, you know, kind of cool. Um, what was what was kind of cool in the thing we were playing, I, I did eventually find myself kneeling down in my living room yeah, and I nearly did the mega VR faux pas at one point, which was I nearly lent on something in VR that wasn't obviously really there in real life and would have fallen over had I not checked myself at the right time. I went, oh, that isn't actually there, is it? Brilliant. So, yeah, I very nearly fell over, but did Yeah, one thing that is quite nice about VR shooting games is ducking and blind firing is a valuable strategy. And yeah. to be honest, once I knew where enemy placements were, I was just kind of popping my arm around the wall but it's you can't always do that because i died every time i died towards the end was because my gun got shot out of my hand and i was defenseless the ai was pretty good actually yeah and the ai was actually up to snuff they were ducking and they were diving they were taking cover they were when i was bombarding them it's it's a genuinely great game for free and i would probably pay for that you know to try yeah. these little maps if they were you know free to play and pay to you know play more levels but no mm. it's all free if you've got any yeah. VR headset that's, uh, you know, gaming, so PSVR, Valve Index, HTC Vive, Oculus, all that jargon, you can give it a shot. Yeah. And, um, I was more than impressed uh, yeah. because I've had this for a while but never played it. Mm. Uh, but while we're talking about this, can I just talk about something else? I know it's your bit. Um, mm. But I also tried out Alt Space VR this week as well. Okay. I just found that a little bit weird. Right. It's, it's just a bit odd because... You're kind of going, it's similar, very similar to the way Rec Room's set up. So you sort of end up in this virtual hub, which is a campfire. So everyone sort of, the public space is a campfire and everyone sort of can go around it. Just like but, in Dead Souls. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's just a chat thing and social thing rather than games. So people are just sort of chatting to each other, come up and wave at you and stuff. And I don't know, I just feel it's like almost a bit just like weird. I just felt a bit like it's a bit weird. Um, and there was some girl there. There was someone actually from, which was kind of cool. There was someone from Alt Space, like a moderator type person, explaining how to use it and how you go in different spaces. Um, but what they also do though, they put on loads of different live performances. So like comedians will do like a, a set to an audience of VR people. It's it's I don't know. It I'll just bet they're weird. awesome comedians. I would just imagine they're the greatest. Uh, they've had the guy you know from. Um, James Corden, you know, the late, oh. late, late show. Or whatever. Wait, they, they have, like, actual off. comedians, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Real sorry, people. I thought it was just people getting up and doing stand-up. No, no, no. Like they do ordinary. have oh, stuff okay. like that. Huh. They do have, like, a, you know... Like an open mic type of thing? Yeah, yeah, they have open mic mm. nights. They have... I would imagine like, those would just be painful. DJ sets. Uh, they have musicians around there doing, like, musician stuff live. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, but also a bit weird oh yeah <laughs> it's just i don't know i felt a bit uncomfortable like almost a bit and i'm not a shy person but i all i just felt it was a bit i don't know just a bit weird just like i don't know talking to random people just for the sake of talking to random people 
Well, yeah, that's what a lot of people like about the internet is the social element. I guess, and people are like, oh, I've made some of my best friends on Alt Space over the years, and now it's in Quest, it's amazing. I do remember the first time I played Rec Room on the PSVR when I got my PSVR last September. I did spend a good couple hours in Rec Room just going into random lobbies and just seeing why people enjoyed the game and stuff. And it was quite funny seeing mini communities have civil war over the one megaphone in a map and stuff like that, because for some reason the megaphone is power in one level or something. I don't understand it. But it was funny just to be an onlooker and look over. And it was yeah. kind of cute uh, seeing some people use the camera. Because, yeah, I don't know, I just find that kind of cute that this little, you know, toy in a game, people love it so much. And to end off with Rec Room, it's free. So if you've got a VR, yeah, give it a shot. It's totally good. And uh, just, can I just mention... Fun? Yeah, just going to mention as well, just going back to the alt space thing, they have live game shows that you can join. So you can right. like join the live game, and some of them are dating shows. Oh snap! So you can, yeah, so you can so you can find it. the your true soulmate when it comes to pedophiles online. In VR, <laughs> totally. It's just a bit weird. Like I say did that. You, did you take part in that? Did you look at any of that? No, no, I didn't. So I want to hear the questions. What do you like about his avatar? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just a bit weird, isn't it? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I mean, everyone has their niches. Everyone knows what they like. So just, what was it called? Sorry, uh, Alt Space. Alt Space VR. Yeah, we could be yeah. friends there as well, Antonio. We'll have to do it together. Hold on. Well, they have like general knowledge quizzes, so they have like you know replicas of of popular quiz shows on there and stuff. I mean, Rec Room has that as well. To be fair. Yeah, it's just weird. But yeah, weird. Rec Room. It's free. Give it a shot. Um, it does look very kiddie. If you watch gameplay, you might look at it and go. Really? But when you're in it, it's surprisingly rock solid with the mechanics of the game, especially shooting. I was surprised how rock solid yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I was. I thought, and it was fairly smooth. It had a couple of like glitches every now and again, but nothing major. No, not, not at all. And yeah, it's surprisingly fun shooting gameplay. So yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, it's good. Right, I'm going to talk about it's me because I'm the last person uh, on yes. this round, and I'm going to talk about a proper game that's not in VR. Okay, and that game would be Eliza, uh, yeah. which I've actually finished. Oh snap! And it it's got to be up there as a potential game of the year for me. Damn, deep is very deep. I'm, I was massively impressed with the writing, the acting, and also just all the sort of stuff it threw up. You know, from an ethical standpoint. Oh, it threw up. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, you know, all the stuff it sort of that, that made you question what should and shouldn't be done yeah good ethics challenge yeah and i, I loved it and uh it's got a lot of endings from what i can gather i went on youtube just to see what alternate endings and it was 39 minutes long yeah the, like all the all the different endings that you can get right. uh it's not right i'm gonna be very clear here it's not a game that is molded the endings aren't molded by what you do in the game the endings come about as to what you decide at the end. Okay, so it's Based not keeping track of everything you do along the way. No, it doesn't. I, I'm assuming some of that little bits may come into it, but I don't think it does. Yeah. It's more about the last sort of third of the game you were given moral decisions to make. Right. And they dictate what ending you get. And are you satisfied with the ending you got? I think I got the, a good ending. Okay. I was very much happier than the Man of Medan ending where everybody died. Now, here's the question. Are you able to hit any balls around when you play this game? No. Oh, sorry, Derek. Def I tried. Definitely not. Uh, but brilliant. Honestly, if you have any interest in something a little bit different, 
because this this is unlike any other stuff you'll play because it is a visual novel so i'm going to be very clear about that and the only choices you get to make throughout the game are like what you say to people so they're just dialogue yeah uh, but voice everything's fully voice acted, so there's very little you have to read. You do read it because it comes up at the same time, but it's all fully voice acted. The, like right. I say, the voice acting is top-notch. Really, really well done. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It It is an excellent... It was a really excellent, thought-provoking experience. And I think everyone should play it because it's it's just one of those things that could definitely potentially happen. Yeah, and it's uh, Zachtronics. So we've, as we've said before, they know what they're doing when it comes to games. Yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed that they made a game like this compared to all the other stuff they've made. Yeah, man. Uh, People but it's as deep and interesting as the other stuff they've made. Would you say it's as deep as interesting as like I don't know what's another visual novel you've played? I mean, it's I obviously know. not on the level of like The Walking Dead. It's more serious than The Walking Dead. More serious because Walking I, Dead. There's people it, dying all the time. Yeah, but Walking Dead's more fictional and unlikely it's, it's, to let it's, that happen. It's extreme. Where, it's not. It's not about everyday life. It's it's about survival and about the, the the backbone of this game are the people that come for counselling. Yeah, and the problems with mental issues and stuff. Uh, what's also kind of cool is like the angle that they took with. The Evelyn, who you play as, because she's right. had problems in the past, but rather than the game being an angle at that, she's still going through those problems. She's more recovering, like in recovery. So it's kind of what happens afterwards rather than whilst you're going through those mental issues. Yeah. It's it's great. Look, honestly, Duke, I definitely think you should play this. I think you'd I probably will at some point. Very interesting for you. I'll tell you what, Did let you me go ahead and put it on my wish list right now. You? Sorry, say again. Did you ever play a game called uh, Sabelle Stew? C I B L, sorry, E L E. Sabelle. No, no I, I think I did. Give it a Google, because this looks like something you might be into. It's a, it's a visual novel esque style game, but with a virtual desktop as your main control environment, mixed okay. with live action footage. It's niche. Let's just say that it's niche. But uh, yeah, I played that and thought you might give like that years ago, so I think you'll definitely like it now if you're liking this kind of game. I'll, send, okay. I'll send you a link to it. I'll send you a link to it. I can see this. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll give it a look. I'll give it a look. Right, cool. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely, Eliza. It's about ten quid. It's not a huge investment. I bet it's my game. wish list. It took, me, it took me probably four or five hours for a playthrough. It says you played it for fifty hours. That must be a glitch or something. <laughs> I, de- I definitely haven't played it for fifty hours. Okay. I have no clue how that's happened. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> no, you leave it running. Oh, it does as well. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ! No, I definitely haven't played it for fifty hours. I can only think that it's counted it wrong. Fifty-one hours. Oh, I know why. <laughs> because, because uh, I was streaming it to the TV. I forgot to turn my PC off ah. and left it on the on the page. So it's it's classed sort of two days of forgetting to turn my PC off as being gameplay. Yeah. So no, it took about five hours, four or five hours. Uh, but totally recommend it. It was really really good, very riveting and interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, right. Need to spin again. Sorry, I keep forgetting. I'm the That's spinner. okay. Go ahead. Just spin it. Here we go. We're gonna spin. Here we go. We're back. Everybody's in. Everybody's in the room. Oh, God, it's me again. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk about another non-VR game. Yeah, shoot. Uh, 
which I picked up this week, which is called Sayonara Wild Hearts. And this game is nothing short of excellent. Um, okay. I think this is something that Antonio would definitely like. All this right, is, okay. look at this is on the Switch. So this is a Switch game. And it's it's basically the newest game from Simogo, who made Device 6 and Year Walk. You know those? You remember those, Antonio? I played Year Walk. I played Year Walk. Yeah, yeah. So this is the same developers. It's been a long time coming. I'm, they've not made anything for ages. This looks like so a very last... different game than that. Oh, it's totally different. Totally, totally different. Uh, very simplistic to control. Very difficult to master. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 rock hard. It's a motorcycle game. It's not really. What? <laughs> it changes a lot. Okay. So well, the some part I'm looking like at is this, a motorcycle game. Yeah, every level's completely different. Okay. It's a very abstract story. Not really sure what's going on. You play as the you know the character on the motorcycle. She wakes up in bed. Some weird romance thing. I think I don't okay. really know. And yeah. It just really weird shit happens. It the soundtrack is amazing. It's like all about pop music, so everything's in time to music, mm-hmm. which obviously you can't tell here. Uh, it's very difficult because you only have analog stick and one button, so that's literally the control scheme. But that control scheme is used in a different way in each level. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Okay. So you like one level, you'll be doing this thing where you're sort of timing the button press to when it gets to its smallest point. On another level, you'll be using it as a shooter. On another oh, level, it'll be like a like twin stick thing. On another level, it's it's so different. Each level is totally different. Okay. Uh, like this does this look interesting. Was, I can't lie to you. This does look interesting. The art style is amazing. It's fluid. It's fast. It's just cool. It's just so cool to play. Uh, it's also available on iOS, so it's an iOS. Yeah, game Apple Arcade. I noticed quite a lot of games now yeah. on Apple Arcade as well. Yeah, and it's available on PS4 as well. So it's PS4, Switch, and Apple Arcade. But great, really, totally great. Uh, but this is—it's not difficult because if you fail, it just lets you restart almost instantly. What this game makes difficult is getting the best scores because you're obviously graded each level it looks yeah. japanese but obviously isn't so it's and it's very feels very japanese when you play it i love it i think i think it's absolutely excellent uh, it certainly looks cool the graphics are we'll funky keep an eye out. We'll yeah. keep an eye it, out. it's great and again it's only a tenner so it's very cheap yeah or what you're getting uh yeah it's 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 amazing i like i said the soundtrack and you can't hear that here but the soundtrack is really good it's just at each level again has a different music track to to the like to the level. This looks very satisfying if you get into like a rhythm. It looks very satisfying. Oh yeah, I mean, it, and it's difficult. Like I say, rather than with a lot of these types of games, you normally like you get three tracks to switch between, and it just switches from one to the other. This you've got to actually get it in line. So the, it, it's not easy. Uh, what it also does, if you fail a number of times, it says. Do you want me to make this easier and you can just bypass this section of the game? Obviously, nobody does that. But he he totally gives you that offer. He goes, you want to bypass? I'm like, no. No way, dude. We want to... And you can also put never show me this message again as well. So So I'm like, don't show me this message again. Even though I'm shit at it. 
But yeah, it's very <laughs> yeah. good. Totally recommend it. So that's Sayonara Wild Hearts is cool. Cool. What's next? Who's next? Okay, here we go. Spin the wheel. Spinning now. And the next person is Duke. All right, I got a few miscellaneous things I got to talk about. Um, cool. So first of all, uh, Steam had this um, beta of their Steam library. They got this new version of doing the Steam library. And they said, hey, you want to join it? Check it out. And I signed up for it, and then I uninstalled it like five minutes later because it's garbage. It's trying to get you to play games. It's trying to increase the amount to which you go back to your Steam library, I guess. I don't really know how to describe it. But what it does is it sets up, first of all, it has vertical game displays. You know, currently the Steam grid is their horizontal game icons, right? So when I play video games on my PC, I'm looking at this grid of horizontal icons. It wants to do vertical icons, which means that games that I've added that are not Steam games, I've gone out and found the horizontal Steam grid images for them. You put them vertical, those are all screwed up now. No thank you. Uh, Uh, And the other thing, isn't it meant to in the store show you less popular games that you might be interested in rather than just showing all like, the big titles. Well, i got to be stuff. honest. I didn't even look at the store. I was just looking at my library. Uh, right, so okay. I don't know what it does to the store, but in the library what it does is it tells you, like, here are the games that have been updated most recently and, like, a summary of what the update is and stuff like that. So, I mean, I guess points for trying. I just don't think it was executed very well. It also... Um, you know, I've done a little bit of organizing of my Steam library in terms of, like, okay... You know, role-playing games. Okay, The Witcher 3, Skyrim. That's pretty much all I ever got to in terms of organizing my Steam library. <laughs> but it it sets all of that up. So when you look at your Steam library, it just lists all of the different categories. And usually when I look at my Steam library, I'm just looking at favorites. Because those are the games I'm likely to play soon. I've got about 10 different games that I've downloaded and never touched. So Mutant Road to Eden was free on the Epic Game Store. I still haven't touched that. I downloaded some game called Refunct at one point. It's a free little game. I haven't touched that. Um, there's a new free-to-play game called Maelstrom. I haven't touched that. So I have a bunch of those just like calling at me all the time. Hey, play me, play me. And then I've got, you know, Insurgency Sandstorm, Infinite Factory, Minecraft, you know, the usual ones that I play a lot. Rocket League. Yep. So, but but when you go to the new Steam library beta, it I, I can't tell where that list of favorites is. Because I said, okay, show me my favorites, and it put 100 games up. I'm like, I don't have 100 games on my favorites list. What are you doing? So Did you not have your most played ones at the top, though, anyway? Well, it might have my most played ones, but I don't only want to look at my most played ones because, you know, there's games I haven't played very much that I still want on my favorites list. Oxygen not included. I haven't played a whole lot, but I still want to try I want to play it some more So because I don't think I've really given that game a chance. So okay. it's just, I don't know. And it probably is going to prioritize Steam games over non-Steam games. So The Division 2... Uh, you know, all the Bethesda games I got different launchers for because of the script extenders. Uh, you know, there's so many games that I play that aren't Steam games, and I don't want Steam to try to bully me into playing Steam games. So I was not into the um, library beta. Thank you anyway. Don't Meanwhile, bully me. Insurgency Sandstorm is a game that I have been playing a bit, but they had this problem recently where they were kicking people for the easy anti-cheat you know, software, 
uh, trying to keep people from cheating. It was just kicking people randomly. So I got kicked out of like three games in one day. I'm like, what's going on? And I go to the discussions on Steam and everybody's like, there's dozens of threads. I got kicked out. I'm getting kicked out. What's the deal? And apparently the developer wrote, because they, when you post in one of the threads, they'll say, this was answered here. Click here to see the answer by the developer, which is a really nice feature. Uh, anyway, so they said, yeah, it's a Steam problem. We can't fix it. We're looking really? in. We're looking into an end run while Steam deals with it. But I played it the other day, and it seems to be fixed. They just put a new snow map in. Insurgency Sandstorm is such a good game. And I really like the vanilla version of the game. The one thing I don't like is, and this is a feature, they say, not a bug. But you know how in Call of Duty, when you kill somebody, it'll come up, you know, 50 points, and then it'll say there's a running tally of who's killed who in the corner. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't do that. So if you shoot somebody dead, and I'm playing against bots, so it's mu- you know it's not as much of an issue, but still, you want to know that they're dead, not just ducking down behind the cover or whatever, right? So there are community servers where they do have that, where it'll tell you, you know, so-and-so killed so-and-so. So I've been playing the community servers, but they tend to be harder because the people jack up the settings. So I'm just like, I just want to find a server where they have the list of people who have killed who, but then I also don't get killed every three seconds. But I guess I'm a pretty small part of the player demographic. Yeah, well, we're all part of a bigger machine, aren't we? I guess so. Uh, One last thing is Rocket League. Rocket League! What, what? Uh, I got back to platinum in doubles. Yes, it's a very good feeling. Even though I know I'm not my rank... It's still, there's a feeling where I'm, as soon as I get back to Platinum, I'm like, okay, this is where I belong. Um, I'm not holding my breath that I'm going to get to Diamond again. I don't know what happened last season that I ended up with the Diamond reward, but we all know that it didn't end up as much, so who cares? The point is, I've started to wonder, and May Antonio, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this, because you usually play with the same car, huh? Um, yeah, I've had the same car since season one. <laughs> how much does the car matter? Because usually what so, I do is every few days, like, I'll switch cars. I'll be like, oh, it's time for me to play with a car that shoots hearts out the butt. Oh, it's time for me to play my Homer Simpson car. It's time for me to play with the kit from Knight Rider. But I've been playing with the same car for a while, and I think I'm playing better. And I think it's probably because if I switch cars, I have to readjust with turning speed and, you know, boost power. I do know that the Octane is, quote, meta. So if you don't know Rocket League, there are tons of different car types. So, like, having a hat on and shit doesn't change it, but the car itself is what matters for hitboxes and stuff. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, there are slight differences, and some people pick cars depending on what playstyle they are, so I'm more of an aerial kind of guy now, so I use the one I have. I forgot what it's called. It's it's the second DLC, if you remember that. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing I've noticed recently. There is a very small difference. It's It's so annoying to me that all the cars are in loot boxes. You can't just buy the car you want. You have True. to get a loot box, or you could do a tr- you go trade with keys. Oh, but it's so obnoxious! Really? Like, yeah, I didn't know that. Ever since oh. you know the the ones from back in the day still are available, right? And they have some that you can you know the kit from Knight Rider, the Back to the Future car, the Ghostbusters car, the Jurassic Park car. These are available to buy, but right, you know, every time they put out a new loot crate, there's a new car in it, and you can't buy those. Mm-hmm. You have to trade them Don't with like keys. That. Or I know, right? It's so obnoxious because. And I've said this before. They would get a lot more money out of me if I, if they just uh, made them available. 
So, mm. but I will mm, say I this remember about I bought League. the first like three DLC packs just to support the game. Well, you know, I was so in love with it. I've thought about that too because I've gotten three hours of, or th- two thousand hours of this gameplay from this game, and it probably comes out to like half a cent per hour or something at this point. Anyway, um, I will say this: I seem to have noticed a lot less haterism on the chat lately. So I don't know if that's just luck, if I've been playing it less, or if they've been actually doing things to try to prevent that, but. It's been I've been pleasantly surprised. So yay. Maybe you've be. just met nicer people. I uh, could be. Maybe I've had such a positive impact on people and told people that their hatred will not save them that it's rippled out and now the community is cured. Maybe you've done the butterfly effect on exactly. Rocket League. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, that's my that's my last things I need to talk about. I'm done talking about games now. Okay, well I'll remove you then. Remove me. I'm gonna spin, but without you, no spinny duke. Here we go. Here it comes. We've got. Oh, God, I'm anti. He keeps. I left you <laughs> it in. It better be Antonio. You've talked like six times in a row. Right, it's me. No, it's not. Me. It's Antonio. Ah. You've you've been had like three turns in a row, dude. All right, it's Antonio. <laughs> All right, me. All right. So currently, I would love for Antonio. We I don't have anything else game. to say. So yeah, currently we were here is a free game on Xbox One, and we um, were here. It is a two-player game. It's a puzzle game. One of you is trapped in a room with clues that have no relation to you, and you have a mate somewhere in a castle, and the only way you can talk is through walkie-talkies. Hmm. It's about an that hour. Cool. It is actually genuinely really cool because again, you're in a room full of random clues. You don't know what they mean, so you have to basically talk to your mate and say, "All right, so I have." These weird symbols, and you say, "Oh, I saw a picture of symbols scrawled in blood in, the, in this corner. Let me go to them. What colours are they in?" It is a very simple puzzle game. It took it us sa- an hour. It sounds a little bit like keep talking and nobody explodes. Uh, yeah, but instead of having kind of a blueprint. book and a bomb, you're in separate rooms yeah. Uh, yeah. in a big castle, and uh, you don't see each other t- until the end if you make it. And um, it's about an hour. And I mean, it was on it originally. It was four pound on its own anyway, and it's a free little fun game because. Think about it. You need Xbox Live to get these games, so why not have games that really pushed you to use Xbox Live? And yeah, unfortunately, ours did bug out, so the walkie-talkie stopped working. Ah. So ha- part of the and that wasn't part of the game, was it? Like, oh, now you're texting. Uh, I don't think so. Otherwise, you would genuinely be screwed. Yeah. Um. So we just got out our phones and did a normal call, which did ruin some of the appeal because we ended up working out a system of doing, you know, the okay over, because we kept talking over each other and like. Yeah. Because uh, if you bring out the walkie-talkie, you can't hear your mate. So, yeah. Gotcha. And it's a shame that happened, because I did like the the world it was setting up. And it is a short game, about an hour to 45 minutes it will take you to beat so it. So when it bugged <clears> out, <throat> you just said, screw this, I'm done? Sorry? When it bugged out, you just said, screw this, I'm done? Over. Oh, no, 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 no. We um, <laughs> we, uh, we, 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 tried, we, we tried the game. Nothing oh, okay. happened, so I said, oh, just call me on my phone, mate. I got you. Oh, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah, so you could play the game, but you just couldn't hear each other. Yeah, so it, hold up, B, you bring up your walkie-talkie, but for some reason the walkie-talkie didn't work. That's and we're pretty over. sure it wouldn't be part of the game because otherwise the game wouldn't really work then. <laughs> no, so yeah, not. we just talked talk on the phone, which is a shame because we were getting really engrossed into this little story they're trying to tell through these little clues. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very short game, very simple, but it was really fun, actually. And it looks kind of wanna... cool. It's like an escape room thing, isn't it? But That's the best way to describe it, I'd say. Yeah. And, so I um I only had I played as the guy in the room. So if you're watching the stream, I was the guy on the top. So I just had the same scenario. I had to look around and say, all right, what does this mean? All right, you have the color yellow. Uh, what's related to yellow in my room? And yeah, it is an escape room basically. That is the best way to describe it. It's simple, but it was genuinely really fun. And hell, it was free. It was worth my 45 minutes. 
it was I, really I, I fun. like anything like that's innovative or they're trying to do something different and using again what i really like uh which is a bit like the paradiddle thing i really like things that can only be done with this medium so this you couldn't do this any other way you, I mean, you, I guess you could set it up in real life, but that's highly unlikely to ever. Well, happen. people do escape rooms in real life, but I no, know no, what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Each other. Yes. And the walkie-talkies and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's cool. Really cool. Yeah, it, it was good, and we do want to retry it because we got an ending, and we were like, "What's going on here?" And it turns out there is a, a an ending to get the best possible ending. I'm being spoilerific, but yeah, there is a good ending, bad ending, and a perfect ending. We got, I think, what's the good quote-unquote ending. And yeah, yeah, since we know what to do now, we can speedrun it to like 20 minutes and try and get the best ending, which would be nice. Um, weirdly enough, although this art style looks very kiddie, there was a couple of bits that were gen- genuinely kind of creepy, which, again, we respected because, you know, you're trapped in a castle trying to get out. Hopefully there would be some creepy vibes. And I'm watching this stream now, and I finally get why one of my friends was confused. Okay. Okay. There you go. Because um, it does get quite confusing because, you know... You have, unless you're trying to, we did cheat at one point because the game did lag out. We're like, oh, just take a photo of this for you, mate, please. I can't understand this. Um, so try not to cheat like we did once. But besides that, it was quite simple to understand. Um, yeah, I think it would be more fun to be the guy in the room giving clues, I would say. Because it was kind of cool to see your room expand and change through the um, progression of the story. While the guy who was around the castle just seems to go from room to room. That's, that's my advice. Be the guy who's trapped in the room yeah. uh, if you could. But yeah, genuinely really fun. And um, it was free. So screw it. I, w- yeah, I can I do, see this can... being a Steam sale game for like a quid though. So if you see it's, it for a quid. It's, it it's free on Steam. I'm just having a look now. Is it really? Yeah, it's free to play. And you can also play it in VR. Oh, oh you got yeah. to now. You got me <laughs> yeah. now, man. It's VR supported. Not that it would be supported on the Quest. But it's VR supported. Uh, they are bringing out a paid game called We Are Here Together. Interesting. Which comes out on the 10th of October. I would give that a shot. Yeah, so there you go. That's released on the 10th of October 2019, and that looks a little bit more excellent, a little so bit to, more... So in order to play this... Huh. We, we could, could play could this, the Duchess, Could we the could Duchess and I this. play it, or would you need two screens? You'd need to... Well, you've got a laptop and a PC, haven't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we don't have screens. Steam this on This game isn't a looker, yeah. so it would run on m- most things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That might be fun for the Duchess and I to try it. I would recommend it, because it does game, test Duchess? your communications, because we didn't get it's snotty we were here. there a couple times. Of, what the fuck you want about it? two people. <laughs> Sorry? Because you said uh, you wanted to know what it was about. Okay. It's called We Were Here. I'm going to download it. Okay, you download that. Okay. It's on. The, it's free on Steam anyway. Yes. We were here. Okay. There we go. Beautiful. There you go. Yeah. But it looks like we there's an updated version or a better or a new version called We Were Here Together. Mm. But Depending on the price, I think I'll get this, get this day one. I am paying money yeah. for that. Well, the, the other one's free, do so you yeah. don't have to pay anyone. I'll play the free one because I'm a cheapskate. Play the free one, you cheapskate. Yeah. Right. Uh, back to me. And mm. I've only got one more thing to talk about. Uh, which is, of course, real VR fishing. Let's talk about a serious oh, for God's game. Sake. Uh, I am starting to land the big ones, got to uh-huh. say. Uh, I've also, I've, and I forgot to do this last week, I was meaning to shout out Derek Sines. Derek Sines! Because when we did the meetup at the arcade club earlier this year, he very kindly did me like a gift. 
which was which was a memory stick with music on. Ooh. And I've made very good use of that memory stick with music on because I've used it to upload loads of music to the Quest, and now I've got MP3 player up and running in the, in the VR fishing, and I'm listening to some chilled out music while I'm fishing. Ugh. I love this game. I love it. It's so chilled. It's just such a beautiful light. And as you open more fishing spots, some of it's just truly beautiful. Uh-huh. Like there's one where the sun's just setting and there's like flocks of birds flying in the air, you know, and swooping together. It's just so realistic. It's the most immersive VR experience I think I've had. It's it's beautiful. Like I say, some of the, some of the fishing spots just look truly spectacular. Yeah. Uh, super sharp, hardly any sort of pixelation, really limited like backdoor effect it just looks great yeah it just looks it looks really awesome um blue skies the clouds slowly float over your head so the stuff's animated and moving and things uh-huh. so you do feel like you're in a real life place how about that and it's great honestly it feels like you stood on the side <laughs> yeah that's definitely not it uh it really does feel like you stood on the side of a lake or sat in a fishing boat or you know, and I caught a whopper today. Some of the bigger fish are so difficult to land, and it takes ages. You know, because you've got to play them, you've got to reel them in, let them out, tire them out, and eventually you get them. And they like the biggest fish I caught. I think it was about four pounds today. Do they have the one from uh, The Simpsons where Homer throws it back in order to save his marriage? What was that one called, Antonio? Blinky? No, it was a bigger one. I mean, that would be cool if they had Blinky. Oh! Yeah, I know. I remember the one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they get lost at sea. Yeah, I remember the one there. No, 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 no. That was a different one when they were lost at sea. Uh, this is the War of the Simpsons when they're at the marriage counseling retreat. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, All right, that was quite a bad episode. General Sherman. That's the name of the Ah, that one. That one. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Found it. Found it. Yep, found it. Yep, okay. Sorry, anyway. It's almost like I've seen 20 seasons of this show and it's hard to remember things on a dime <laughs> yeah. every time. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Godspeed, little doodle. There, you there are, lost can I just sea. say, there are, there are quite a few things you can do to improve this. Yeah, I like make it not stupid. No, it's not stupid. I'm just kidding. It's great. Uh, they could, one of the things that they need to do is have full hand animations. Because uh-huh. whether you're holding the reel or not, it shows your hand in a closed fist. Yes. So that's, that's one of the things that I could do. Uh, one of the other things they could do is make it a bit more realistic from a fishing standpoint because currently it's very cartoony looking. So you have, when you put your goggles on, you can see the whereabouts the fish are in the water and they bite really quickly. So if, it, if they really are going for a simulation, you could have ground bait that you have to put out first, you yeah. know, to attract the fish to the, the area you want to fish in and things like that. Yeah. Whether people really want that, I don't I have no idea. Uh, one of the other cool things you could do is actually introduce fishing at your lodge, because at the lodge you can't actually fish. That makes sense. Which is, which is a bit weird. So you could actually do some fishing at the actual lodge, you know, just on the edge and sit there and fish. Uh, one of the other things you could introduce, which I think would make it a lot better, if you're sitting down rather than standing up, they could have a seat up here that you sit on right at the edge of the lake rather than just being sat on the edge. It's like you're sat on the edge of the lake. Man, you're really reaching here, dude. Yeah, well, you know, you want to chair, don't you? How in-depth is the catching experience? So as Diesel sent Saint asked in the chat, can you gut the fish? Do you serve it to your yeah, family? Do you hang it up on a wall? How far does it go? You, you've got an aquarium in the lodge, so when you catch enough of one like type of fish or breed of fish, you can put them in the aquarium. 
which is kind of cool. What you do, what happens is once you've caught a fish, you then decide whether you're going to let it go. If you let it go, you get XP, which allows you to unlock more areas to fish in. Or you can keep the fish, and if you do that, you get money for it, and then you can use that to buy better gear to upgrade. Uh-huh. And it's a bit of a it's a bit of a balance really because what I've realised is as you start unlocking more spots that have bigger fish to catch, it's harder to catch them without better equipment. So I feel like now I need to catch some fishing and actually bank some money up to buy a better reel and a better rod and stuff like that. So it makes it a bit easier to catch the bigger fish. Yeah, level that sucker up. What you can what you can do you can put it in pro mode. Okay, so at the moment when I'm playing it, it has like full graphics, tells you where the fish are, tells you when you when they sort of go left or right, tells you which way to you know do that and way to play them. Yeah, you can turn all of that off, so you can really are just relying on the haptic feedback like a real fisherman would. Yeah, sure. So but you don't want I that. May, I may try that eventually. System. At the moment, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. But the bigger fish, my arm was aching the other day because I like, was trying to get catch a big fish and you've got to keep reeling in and letting it out and yeah. playing it and lifting your rod. It's it's pretty impressive. I really, really like this. And it's just a chill. I just chilled. I, I played it for about an hour and a half and I, I don't even know where the time went. You know, it just like passed me by while I was just catching fish. Yeah. Sitting at the dock in the bay. It really is like that. All right, what's next? Next. Uh, and that's it for me. I haven't got anything else. Anything else from you, Ant? Uh, I can speed run what I've last played quickly, very quickly. Uh, Gears 5, I love playing the online mode. As always, it's so dang fun. I love the one-to-one sun and deaths. That happened quite a lot in ranked mode. Uh, Yakuza 3, nearly at the end of that. Still enjoy it. It's probably still the worst Yakuza game, but it's still really dang fun. And finally, uh, Jump Force. None of you heard of this. So I don't really care. Yeah, um, no, I have. It's a manga thing, isn't it? Yeah, anime. so... Think Smash Brothers, but 3D Fighter, and it's about anime characters, all from yeah, a yeah. comic yeah, thing called Jiren and Jump. And this is a wet dream for me, in theory, because, you know, all my favorite fucking Japanese characters put together. Hell yeah. yeah. Naruto is in it and everything, isn't he? Yeah, the main gimmick is it's some intergalactic fucking bullshit, the story, and all these characters from different series are coming together to stop this one. It's the story's terrible. And you pick between Goku, Luffy, who's from One Piece, or Naruto as your, like, teacher... Oh, it's just really jank and bad, which is a shame. But anime fighters, man, apart from the select few, a lot of them are just terrible, which is a really, <laughs> a, this is really a shame, especially as someone who loves, you know, Naruto and that I shit. I mean, but. you would think there'd be a lot of awesome things that come out of that because there's a lot of variety in anime. That's the annoying thing. Yeah. With all the characters they have, there is so much variety. Right. And like I said, there are a select few great anime fighting games. Dragon Ball Fighters, one of the best yeah. fighting games I've ever played. Yeah. And that's, you know, an anime game. I love the Naruto 3D Fighters. But this is just... It reeks of cheap, which mm-hmm. is a shame. They just don't want to take yeah, risks in this game. They want to just turn them out and get the money. Cheap. Yeah. Well, you mean it's they've a- got some sort of license and mm-hmm. they're just going to try and make money off the license and don't really care about whether the game's good or not? I know. Tell me about it. I know. Who would do a thing like that? Uh, it just hurts because they, they put some thought into the uh, art style because they went for a realistic art style, which works with some characters, but it's weird seeing anime characters have proper rows of teeth and seeing Naruto's whiskers in 3D. It's kind of creepy. But it's kind of cool to be having these characters fight in New York City and shit, but there's just so little care put into it. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame. So what, what, are you, what are you saying is it's not an Azura's Wrath? Is that what you're telling me? I have never played that. I do watch oh, you, though. One of the best games ever. Isn't that, doesn't that have... Isn't the ending to that DLC only, though? 
No, I, I just remember it being awesome. I loved it. Because I remember I the controversy did. about the ending being DLC, and I don't mm-hmm. think you can buy the DLC I, anymore. I finished the end. I'm sure I got an ending. Okay. But it was okay. the right ending. I don't know, but I got an ending. I loved it. It was just fighting these enormous things. Because I do want to play that because it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Is it? Oh, you, see, yeah, you, yeah. you need to play that. You'd love it. I bet I'd love it. I bet I'd love it. I've seen clips. You of, will love it. It I looks like a rising, but even more Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jump Force. I played it on Game Pass, so no harm, no foul. But it is a shame because when I when I first played this uh, EGX last year, actually, I was so excited and left it going. Yeah, it's all right. But playing the full game, seeing all the rough edges, fully pronounced outside of a demo. Ah, oh, just can I get a good anime fighting game, please? They got you. They got you, man. But uh, luckily, it's Game Pass. I I didn't buy it at the time, so oh, I don't, I don't feel got. It, just more feel. depressed and sad. But what are you gonna do? And um, that's me. Okay. Uh, we okay. have got a bit of news. Let's do some news. Ah, yeah. It's time for the news, baby. Putting news first. Okay, first news story this evening is this. French court says Valve must allow Steam users to resell their games. Yeah, I saw that. That's exciting. Yeah, back in 2015, Valve got sued by a French consumer organization called UFC. Nothing to do with Ultimate Fighting Champions at all. Que Uh Not to be confusing, non-French, non-consumer organization, the <laughs> Ultimate Fighting Championship. We get it. Um, and they had a multitude of bones to pick with a long-time Steam steward, the biggest among them being that Steam doesn't let you resell your games. Yeah. Uh, four years later, fast forward, and a French court has gone, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you should be allowed to sell them. So Valve, unsurprisingly, is appealing this decision because, oh, yeah. let's be honest, if this decision stands, then it's got far-reaching implications for, well, all digital content, not just Valve, I guess, but every PS4, Xbox, Microsoft, you know, anyone who sells a digital game yeah. would, would probably be have this sort of precedent once it's been set, would have to abide by that, I guess. Would that include, I mean, I guess we don't, we all stream music now, but... Would MP3s be in that boat, too? Not unless you own them, I guess. Well, that's the question. Do you own them? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming at this point in time this will only apply to people in France. I guess. So it's not going to apply well. You know, if this even if this well, stands... If, it might, I wonder if it would... I guess it probably wouldn't set a precedent for the U.S. Other places. No, but, they, but it wouldn't stop the U.S. following the same tact or a consumer organization in the U.S. going... Well, they won that in France, and now that precedent's been set. I guess it would right. be fairly straightforward for that to happen elsewhere. Yeah. So, interesting, I've got to say. Interesting. Who knows where this will go? Yeah, I mean, it's once upon a time, I was really frustrated. You know, when I first started playing PC games, I was used to the model of, you know, go to the communist game shop, buy stuff, play it, sell it back, uh, and keep my costs down that way. Of course, you know, I didn't realize that what the PC would give me is endless streams of free and very cheap games so I'm not too bothered by the fact that I can't sell them right now. You know, I I, I wouldn't mind selling, you know, my Witcher 3, for instance, because I'm never going to play that again. Um, I, th- I think it will be, I think it will be interesting if this was, even if Valve went, you know what, we're, we're not going to let you sell your games, but as a compromise, we'll let you trade them in for credit on the yeah, store. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 that would be great. You know what I mean? So they're, they're still keeping the license. You're not selling it on to someone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that other person will still have to buy a, a game. 
But even if these went like, you know, you get a few quid here and there for depending on how recent the title is, how big a title it is, you get how much you initially paid for it, you get some sort of percentage back on each game that you're trading. Right. I I reckon that's something that should be done anyway. Because let's be honest, that's still encouraging consumerism. You're still going to pay money towards whatever game you put it towards. Oh, yeah, they're not going to put themselves out of business that way. No. And I think it would be a nice gesture. And whether they'll come up with some compromise like that or whether it was going no you have to buy them we're not yeah. letting you sell them right so it'd be interesting to see where it goes so anyway that's a bit of news uh, also in the news Stuart is having a rain shower where he lives I know there's always bloody rain here it's England so. what do you what do you want <laughs> what do you want I want a little uh, soundproofing is what I want okay here talking of money this is also money related uh, but yeah we've got a glimpse as to how much uh, Epic are paying to get exclusivity on games uh-huh. on their store uh, because it's not been leaked but due to a financial report in italy uh it, they basically told everybody how much they paid for the exclusivity for control on the epic game store yeah which was are you ready for this which I'm was ready. eight point eight point three million pounds this they paid remedy damn and 505 games that's how much he paid to them to allow them to have exclusivity hey man if you want to take down steam you gotta invest some cash i mean but that's just one game so you you can start to think how much money they must be paying to each developer yeah really so they paid apparently it was 4.27 million euros to 505 games who published it and 5.22 million to remedy to allow that, that publishing deal on, on the big. It's a lot of money. So there's money being banded about. I mean, this just shows you the extent that Fortnite has been successful and how much money they've made from that to be able to allow them to do this, really. Yeah. You know, because that's what's facilitated this, the, all these exclusivities, is just the amount of sheer money that Epic now have as a result of the success of Fortnite. I guess so. So, well done to them, I guess. And, hey, and good as long as they use it for goodness. I mean, you know, it. look, having a competitor for Steam is actually a good thing, and we know Origin wasn't doing it. So, you know, com- look, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go full socialist, okay. But if we're gonna talk about how markets ought to function, there needs to be competition, and monopolies are not healthy. So, I'm glad that there is this competition because it keeps Steam honest. I think what's interesting for me is like which developer is not gonna go, yeah. I'm not going to take you $5 million. I'll take my chances on Steam. Well, of course, it's all a cost-benefit analysis, and they'll see if they yeah. you know, they don't believe that... you know, the, the benefits of going with this money payment up front might not be uh, met up by the fact that people are going to have to try harder to find their games. And I'll be honest, oh. the only time I ever go to the Epic Game Store is to get my free game for the week. Like, I look at the other games, but first of all, nothing's on sale. Everything's full-priced, and I'm a cheapskate, so I'm not going to do that, am I? <laughs> yeah, I bought a few things. I bought the Outer Outer Worlds on there, and I bought something else as well. Yeah. So I, I bought a few things on Speaking on of there, which, so. what's the free game right now? Let's find out live. Don't know. What is the free game I'm right going to let you know as soon as it loads up. I should have You papers, do that. That's news. I can't concentrate news when live. I keep stopping every five seconds to play a sound effect or something. So take that, kids. Hoping to get their paper. I'm trying to find the bit where Mr. Burns is, you gets money from the Germans to be like, Say, um, say if, you know, you're a small indie guy and you get offered epic exclusivity. You're like, I'm going to stand fast. I'm going to accept. I'm not going to accept what they give me. You get the check for a million dollars and go, Woo-hoo! I begrudgingly accept. Yes. 
Uh, here's something interesting for you, Drew. One more little bit of news. Oh, there's an update. Uh, oh, we won't be able to find out what the game is right now. Oh, no. Uh, video game price drop causes UK inflation to decrease. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Uh, so the dropping price of video games and downloads has been listed as one of the main reasons for the UK's inflation decreasing to the lowest percentage it's been in three years. That seems really weird that it would have such a big impact. I mean, I know it's a big yeah. industry, but damn. Uh, inflation slowed to 1.7% due to the prices in recreation and culture yeah. uh, for falling. One of those most notable factors in that area being of dropping price of computer games. Huh. A report from the Office of National Statistics said the largest effect of 0.09% points came from games, toys and hobbies, particularly the computer games, including downloads, where prices fell by 5% between July and August 2019, compared to a smaller point, a smaller fall of 0.1% between the two same months a year ago. Ain't that a so because video head? game prices have gone down, inflation's gone down. Who knew? Dude. I tell you, it's big business, man. It is. I just, I, I'm just i very surprised. But that's, the, that's like the first time I've ever heard video games used in a larger discussion about an economy for a nation. Well, there you go. There you you go. heard it here. Well, I'm not all over the internet. Oh, snap. Too. Six free Batman titles available now. Oh, yeah. God, it is. Yes, Holy it is. Holy crap. Uh, Six yeah, games. All the Arkham games and uh, Lego what? games. I can get Arkham Knight for free? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Arkham Asylum City Origin. Uh, not Origin, sorry. Uh, Knight, and then Lego Batman 1, 2, 3. Yeah. yeah. And then there's someone else That's as well. There was someone I else don't want all of these. I already have City and Asylum. How do I get just one um, of them? Just don't complain. Why are you complaining? I am complaining. Your reference next week me. is Everything and Metro 2033 Redux, and that's a fantastic game. So get that. Yeah, and it's properly raining here now. Freaking hell, I hate the rain. I am so sorry. Recently, it's rained so much, hasn't it? I've, how many shows have I done now where it's been frigging chucking it down here? It's been a few. It has been a few. It's been awful. That? So, I, again, I can only apologize to people because I'm It's okay. Because really, I can hear this. It's, it's so loud. It's, it's unbelievable. Look, if you want to try and get to sleep, look, apparently rain is a nice sound for that. I don't know what else to say. It's, it doesn't feel like it's going to let up. It's oh, wow. been pissing it down all day. Everything's going to be free next week. I know, I know. I'll tell you what, instead of I mean, the emails, game called Everything. Oh, there you go, Everything. Yes. Oh, that's meant to be amazing. I own it, I've just never played it. That's meant to be really amazing. It's another right. one of those games I've never touched. What I'm going to say is this, instead of doing emails next, let's do speed pipes, and what? then hopefully by the time we've done speed pipes, it might calm down. What? Speed pipes. <laughs> speed pipe, it's the way to leave a no, message no, it's for crap. us. Oh, yeah, I got to do this, huh? I'm yeah, I think you have to. I'm muted, I'm muted, Mom. Yeah, you're muted. I'm doing this. Okay, guess what, people? We're doing some community crapola. So, where is it? I got it. Calm down. I'm here. Wow, we got a couple of things. The Church of Stew. I don't know what this is, but somebody sent it, and we're going to play it. So, let's pull it up here and see what it says. Please stand by while it loads. All right, one minute, 11 seconds. Here we go. You know, some people ask me why I follow the Church of Stew. It's, uh, it's quite a passion of mine. He's a very smart man, you see. His this this sounds like the same guy who did the uh, Will I Am song. His wisdom outranks that of Plato and other Greek ones. <laughs> His words speak louder than, um, 
other worlds, I suppose. <laughs> let, let me give you an example of his wisdom. He's, every time I hear it, it brings a tear to my eye. I, I hope you can appreciate it on the same level that I can. Please enjoy. Two. That rhymes with poo. There you go. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. But who can also forget this gem? Can I just clarify, though? We all don't get stiffies when we get examined by a nurse. Poetic. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, I did. Stu, this is obviously James. Long say, may your words continue to inspire us. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that. I, d- I really don't know what to say, but do you know what? Listening to those back, I think they were great advice, words of wisdom. Yeah, it's true. Wow. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> Oh, I don't have to install no, no all the comment. games at once. That's good. Uh, you know, we appreciate that because Stu does have a lot of wisdom. We, he has do, shared a lot true. of beauty with the world, and we're glad that people are appreciating that because, you know, the world's a beautiful place. And when Stu talks about people getting stiffies, uh, that's yep, even more good. beautiful. So, all right. The next one is from Derek Sines. And uh, it's a minute three. So let's see what we got here. Hello, veteran gamers. It's Derek Sines back again. After last week's quiz extravaganza show, I'll be giving you a much simpler task this week. Just a couple of questions. I've recently been to see a live band at a local pub in Newcastle upon Tyne, and uh, it was pretty good. They were a covers band of The Who, and they were called uh, You'd Better, You'd Better, You Bet, which if you didn't know already know, it's a song by The Who. And if you'd had enough alcohol and closed your eyes and used your imagination, you'd think they were a good covers band of The Who. But uh, the questions for you... Uh, are you a fan of live music? Have you been to a live music event recently? Is it something you do on a regular basis? Um, and if you have uh, been to a live event, which band or singer did you see? And what was the last covers band you went to see, if you have, in fact, seen a covers band? And I am planning to go to another event in November, I think it is. Uh, the covers band, in fact. Um, it's a cover band of The Jam, and I think they're called From The Jam. So I'm looking forward to that. So I think that's probably it for now. So I'll just say... Keep on gaming. All right. Thank you, Derek. Uh, Antonio, go first. Uh, last concert I went to, I think it was like, oh, well, I went, the festivals count. I went to a festival which, sure, uh, in August, and that was fun. Uh, I don't go to live concerts too often because I have hearing issues, so I have to wear quite big ear earplugs, and it kind of muffles everything. Interesting. Uh, but it's either that or get deaf faster, so what are you going to do? <laughs> I've never seen a covers band, actually, so I can't answer that one, unfortunately. I don't think I have either. Uh, but I am, I am going to Freddie Gibbs in Bristol next month, which will be fun. Uh-huh. He was a rapper, if you don't know who he is. Uh, cool. Can I say there's a there's a band up north up north that has a lot of traction as a cover band called, and I bet you can't guess who they cover, but they're called the Clone Roses. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. name. Yeah, do you see Duke? I've no idea. I'm assuming you. The Stone Roses, Anton. I assume, right? Wow, well done, you. Don't tell me what the know fuck I know and don't know. Damn. All right, calm All right. down, calm down. Uh, yes, they they do cover the Stone Roses. Apparently, they're excellent. Okay. They're really, really good. And they charge about, like, 15 quid to go and see them, so they charge quite a lot of money for a cover band. I assume they get permission in order to do that. I guess. I wonder if they have I to guess. share money with the actual game. I don't know. The, I don't know how performing covers works in this country. I know if you record it, you'd have to, but yeah. 
I don't think it's quite the same for performing. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. So I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um, but if you go, by the way, if you go to Glastonbury, Glastonbury Festival, uh, they have a pub there that just has cover bands on all night and all day. So they just have cover bands. That's all they play. That's all they have in there. Interesting. Mm. What was the last so, concert you went to, Stuart? I, I went to watch Cheek and Nile Rodgers. Okay. Uh, earlier this year. And they were, it was excellent. Really, really good. Yeah. I've always really, really good. I'm going to watch, obviously, Chemical Brothers later this year. So oh, I've got nice. tickets for that in November. Yeah. I, I, I try to get to at least a couple of concerts a year. I like going to concerts. Yeah, I can't remember the last concert I went to. Uh, it's been a long time. Not many of my favorite groups tour, certainly not around here. Um, you know, some come to Chicago, obviously, but I, I'm not trying to make a three-hour trip there and a three-hour trip back to see a concert at this point in my life. Um, yeah. You know, the last one I remember seeing was the Flaming Lips, and they give an amazing live show. It's just really visual, really interesting. I'm not the hugest fan of their music. Like, I think it's okay. It's good. But I'm not like – the Duchess is nuts about them. And so, you know, fortunately, she likes bands that – give really good live performances the other one that she likes is yola tango and again like i like some of their music i like their softer chill stuff some of the they do some music that's really noisy which you'd think i'd be into because i like japanese noise music but i think as i age i've gotten less into noisy stuff but anyway um they just do a really good live show so those are two groups that uh we see you know they come once in a while and uh yeah they give really good performances I'll never forget, I saw Loop Guru, which is this like real chilled-out trip-hop group. And they only had one album out when I saw them. And it was very slow, very chill. They had this like 20-minute song called The Third Chamber, which is just really blissful. And so they got on stage, and there were all these different like decorations all around. And like pieces of glass hanging on strings and stuff. And so they come out, and this woman at the microphone goes, Ah! And, like, they all just start exploding and banging around on stuff and jumping all over the stage. And it was a really high-energy, really exciting, really fun performance. And I never would have guessed that that band would have performed in that way. So if you ever get it, I don't know if they're even still around. I don't think they put out any music lately. But Loop Guru was one of the best concerts I ever went to. There you go. Uh, last year we went to watch the Pete Tong classical thing. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we went to watch that Living Sentan, so that's like next to the sea and everything, and you know, had this was... massive opener stage set up, and basically, the, he, do, 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 have you heard of Pete Tong? Yeah, DJ. Yeah. So he's a DJ, and he has a full orchestra, so they do all classical house music, so they do all classic house music tracks, but with a orchestra backing everything. Nice. And it was just truly brilliant. I really, really, really loved it. So if you ever get a chance, he's always touring doing it, so there's always plenty, plenty of chance to see it, but I would totally recommend it. And it was a cool. beautiful evening. It was really sunny, and, you know, they were doing Cafe Del Mar as the sun were going down, and it was it was just truly awesome. So I totally Ooh. recommend that. Well, all yeah. right. I mean, it's all Next. about location, isn't it, really? It's all about location. Oh, yeah. like, where, where I live right now, I have to travel like two hours minimum to a city. Well, when I was at university, I saw contests like weekly yeah. just because of where I was. Well, and it's um, also age, too. It depends like, on what you like as well. Right. And the older you get, I think the less the uh, touring band, you know, the, the venues aren't necessarily trying to get middle-aged mm -hmm. people's money unless they're letting at bigger venues with bigger stars. So, you know, Bruce Springsteen mm -hmm. comes through. Yeah, okay, they'll they'll do that. But... You know, ain't nobody trying to book 
little brother here in Madison, Wisconsin. They're a good group. A, but... a good example for me last year was where I saw Fight the Concords in London. That oh, was, you know, I was nice. like quite young compared to everyone else there. That was that was yeah. very funny, very sure. funny live. You see, my my biggest gripe with concerts currently is just the the sheer amount they charge. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because the Pet Shop Boys are touring next year, who I don't give a shit about. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not bothered about the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, but they're charging 120 quid a ticket. Holy shit. That's insane. Like, they haven't put out a record in 20 years. What are they doing? Exactly. But the people will pay. They'll go to see them for like three like, songs. Ain't nobody loving the Pet Shop Boys whole discography. Exactly. Fucking 120 quid a ticket. I can't think remember someone else... Uh, was was touring some you know old rock band and they were charging 160 quid or 180 quid a ticket i'll tell you with regard to the pet shop boys concert ticket price it's a sin it is a sin in case you don't know everybody the pet shop boys had a good song called it's a sin so that's why that's funny. see i remember right and this isn't really that long ago only probably everywhere i've ever gone everything i've ever done Sorry, go on. About 10 years ago. Everything I've ever been, everything yeah, I'm going to do, it's, it's a sin. Um, yeah, not that long ago, probably about 10 years ago, it used to, like, a, an aft average band would be about 20 quid, and if they were really good, you'd, like, maximum you'd spend was about 40 quid on a ticket. Yeah. I wanted to go and see the streets. You know the streets? Is that yeah, the rapper? They were charging 60 quid, and I'm like, Damn. No. Now, no, to be fair, okay, to be fair, look, people aren't 20, selling records anymore. Nobody's yeah, selling records. Good. Nobody's selling albums anymore, right? So, mm-hmm. to be fair, if, if someone wants to make it as a professional musician, it makes sense that the concert price would go up, I guess. Ooh, good point. Good point. I mean, how else are you going to make money? T-shirts? Maybe that is the problem. Maybe it's yeah. Spotify's the I, issue. I think so. The only band right, on my bucket list who I would love to see live, who I know that's never going to happen, is Daft Punk. Well, not with that attitude, it's not. I think they would give probably a really good live show, no doubt. I think if they were ever going to do it, it would have been 2017, because they did 1997, 2007, and then obviously the obvious next tour would be 2017, and they didn't do it. You never know, man. The world's a crazy place. I don't think there's anybody that I want to see live that I haven't seen. I'll tell you, I tell a lie. Uh, MC 900 Foot Jesus. He's a really cool musician. He's very niche. But he has a really good album called Enter the Spider or something like that. And it's so beautiful. And I would love to see him perform. Because he's like, that's the thing. Is that like, you know, look, I saw the Prodigy live. They were great, obviously. But it's, you know, there's something different about electronic musicians. Most electronic musicians are not going to be like Orbital. When they perform live, they rip it up. They did a great job. I saw them like three times live. They were wonderful. Most electronic musician groups, like they're, they're just going up there and twiddling buttons, right? So, you see the best the best electronic group I've seen is Basement Jacks. Uh, I never got into them. They were they were oh you you want to definitely listen to Basement Jacks if you've never heard them. They I think were I've brilliant tried them a though because times. they had like a little like mini orchestra on stage. They had someone mixing. They had That's like cool. live musicians as well. Yeah, uh, they were just brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Cool. You'll you'll definitely know some Basement Jacks songs. I'd be absolutely amazed if you didn't. All right, is it time for email? Uh, yes, it is. We've only got one, but we have got one. <laughs> Now, I don't know why, but I feel like the name of this emailer, this is how I should say it, is from Tony Burfield. Okay. Tony. All right, Tony. Tony Burfield. Anyway, he says this. Hi. Hi. Hello. 
Uh, so, not long discovered the podcast, but I've listened to every episode since 497. Oh, I'm sorry. That was very recent, very recent. Yeah, well, welcome. Uh, welcome to the Insane Asylum, dude. We're all yeah, mad here. I'm the Cheshire Cat Duke. Uh, having never got into Minecraft before, your recent chats about it have got me curious to give it a try at the grand old age of 47. It's not old, man. I'm 47. It's not old. Trust me. It's not old. Uh, I think you're playing on Xbox, right? Yes, yeah, we are on the realms. On Come join us. And people on PC. Could I get added to that the wish list? My gamertag is Elpin. Now, I've, I've no idea how this works. Just send it so. to Phil Olsen. He'll get him added. So, Phil, I'll see, but how will he find Phil? No, no, no. I'm telling you, Stuart, to forward that email oh, to Phil Oh, me Olsen. to send it to Phil Yes, Olsen. please. Oh, I get you. Or you send it to me and I'll send it to him. I'll send it to you. You okay. send it to him. We'll get you hooked up, dude. Thank you for your interest. We'll, we'll get, get you hooked on. up, dude. Yeah. He said, I will then try and work out how to connect to your server. I already know this will end up being a frustrating couple of hours, not having a fucking clue what I am doing. I, I don't think it's going to be that much time because the Realms is designed by nature to be very simple to connect on. Yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you in. We'll get you sorted. We'll yeah, get you sorted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony, Tony Burfield. Um, I don't know why I keep doing that. Anyway, he says, love the podcast. Yup. Even Stu's Quest VR bollocks stuff. Yeah. And then in brackets, he's put, think I need one of those too now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, you can play Rec Room and do paintball with them. Yeah, come and do paintball in whatever. Rec whatever. Room. Be fine. Uh, keep up the excellent work. Tony. Tony Burfield. There you go, Tony. Thank you very much for the email. And that that's it. That's it. But when we do shout outs, guess what, people? What? We've got not one but two iTunes reviews. So we're doing those before shout-outs then, huh? Yeah, I don't guess. Mm. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, you want them iTunes reviews? You got Are you ready for the first? We are this, totally ready. You know, this is, I, I can safely say, this is the longest iTunes, you know, we've had one of those big rambling emails. I thought Jason Gullaher did like a seven paragraph review once. Well, you'd think he'd have it because obviously, like we know, he does do big emails and, and big reviews and whatever. Uh, but we have got a new one in Australia. So the Ooh. first one's coming for us from down under. Oh, right. In Australia. And Australia, 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 we love you, baby. It's by Hypoxic Ninja. Okay. And he says this. He's entitled the review Good. Five stars. We always like a five-star yeah. review, so thank you very much for that. And here we go. Right, here we go. I'm ready. Refer to the title. There you go. That's, that's, that's the name? Is refer to the title? No, no. That's the body of his, his review. Oh, that's the whole thing. Yeah. I see yeah. what you did there. You had me all set up. <laughs> And the only content is refer to the title. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Okay, well thank you for thinking that we're I like good. That. It's this typical Australian review that I like yes. it. Short and sweet. I would have thought point. they'd have like I don't know, isn't there some Australian word for good? Okay. No. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it Bonza? Bonza? Oh, Bonza. That's Bonza, mate. Crikey. Crikey, it's Bonza. Oh, I'm going to uh, jump on his head. <laughs> anyway, the next review comes from Ireland. 
Oh, snap. I don't have an IR. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> it's from... I'm sorry, Wallo. It's from... I love a bit of racism on the show. <laughs> and, it, and it's from Solm67. Okay. And he says this. I'm, I'm wondering if this is Colm, but it may not be. Uh, he says it's brilliant. Five stars. Duke, Chinny, and Stu talk about games, life, snooker. Stu talks about all things VR, while Duke talks about correcting exam papers. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right and now. That's what you're doing right now. Yeah. And Chinny loves all things Minecraft and snooker. See, that's funny and because that's two years ago, Chinny wouldn't be talking about either of those things. No, he wouldn't. Goes to show how people he, change. That's all he talks about. I know, right? You know, I love him. Look, I really love him to bits. But, like, you know, he's been off. We've had a bit of variety. Yeah, Just exactly. Saying. I didn't Just talk saying. about Minecraft. I talk about Feed the Beast. No, you've been you've been very good as well. You've played stuff. You've yeah, played other stuff. That's right. Yeah, Chitty, get your finger out, man. We don't want no fucking <laughs> Minecraft and snooker talk when you come back. We want other stuff. Games yeah, that, how about that this? Stu told me he promises not to talk about VR fishing if you yeah, leave snooker and Minecraft aside. VR, That's, I know, fair. I know, I know. To be fair. Uh, look, nowhere else would you get someone talking about a virtual drum kit where you can relive your childhood. We were here. We heard it. Move on. Exactly. Uh, and that's it. Uh, so let's do some shout-outs and get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's time for some shout-outs, people. It's time for a shout-out. Hey! There you go. I'm going to go first. Go ahead. I'm going to go first. We, we think, Antonio, now I can't guarantee you this, but we think this is the last week you'll need to fill in while Chini's away. But who knows? We're glad you're here, though. You rock. I know. I know. Who knows? It's not very often we have a game developer with us. Exactly. I'm going to say thank you very much for filling in. Uh, It's been a pleasure, you know, and it's been great of you to do that every week for the last three weeks. And also thanks for joining me in VR today and giving that a go. The chat, by the way, we didn't mention this, but the chat on VR is pretty good, weren't it? Oh, yeah. Surprisingly good quality, yeah. Yeah, joined straight away, super clear, just sounded like a normal phone call, but like it was super clear, weren't it? It sounded great. Yeah, so there you go. So a big thank you to you. Thank you again to all the contributors. Uh, thank you, Tony. Tony, thanks, Tony, uh, for listening to the show and being a new listener. We like new listeners. It's nice to know people are tuning in every now and again. We also like old listeners. I like old listeners too, but it's nice to get someone new. Yes, it is. You know? And, and they say it's okay, you know, because we never really know. We just do this shit every week. We don't know if it's any good or not. We think, we think it is, I, I pour guess. my soul out every week. What do you mean you don't know if it's good? No, <sighs> no other professional podcast would you get rain effects It's not a professional background. podcast. It's very, very much not so. <laughs> totally professional. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we take pride in ensuring... That everybody knows we're professional people here. Yeah. Kind of. uh, and that's it, I think. So, yeah, just big thanks to everyone who, who contributes every week to Diesel Saint and Jason and anybody else who sends us stuff. So, man, keep it up. Keep sending us stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Antonio. I'd like to thank uh, Skype because the mute button has saved me this episode because, dear Lord, I have been dying off microphone. Uh, cheers for listeners for putting up with me for three weeks now. I swear I won't be back next week. I look forward to seeing everyone at EGX since I doubt I'll be saying hello to anyone on this stream or this you know thing until EGX. So, yeah, that's soon. We need to sort out how, where we're staying because apparently we've got a house or B&B or some shit. Yeah, you need to contact Bongo if you're interested. I've, I've been interested for ages. Hopefully he's got me on the list. Bongo? 
I'll, I'll double check. I'll double check somewhere to be safe. I'm pretty sure I'm on the list. If not, then yeah. I'll, I'll go and stay in a hostel for a few days. Why not? Uh, cheers to YouTube and me on. And uh, yeah, cheers, to listeners, put it on me. I, I look forward to having another podcast to listen to from next week onwards. Because whenever I come on, I have, I have one less podcast to listen to, which is, you know, it's nice to talk, but I like having another podcast to listen to. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Excellent. Yay. Right, Duke. Yeah, I will shout out Tim Chopper Kelly because I was supposed to be. Uh, Richard Webster tweeted something and I wanted to respond to him, but I put the wrong link in. I was trying to promote Gosford Park because that's a really good movie. Um, and so I was going to put this thing in. And I put the wrong link, so I'm just stupid. But Chopper Kelly came through with the right link, and so I'm appreciative of him putting that right link in. And uh, this website is taking forever to come up. Why is there a weird kid talking? That's Hang on, I'm trying to play this. Just give me a second. Charlie says, so yeah, cheers to uh, Tim Chopper Kelly, because I couldn't play that right, but now it's playing right. Can I, can I just say, I'm old enough to remember Charlie Says. Yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the original Charlie Says on the telly when I was a kid. Right, you're old. Warning you about it. flying kites into electric pylons and don't play near water because you'll get drowned. Yeah. Don't talk to strangers because they're going to have anal sex with you. I thought there was someone um, else I needed to shout out for my Twitter feed, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Stu, we saw the video of you trying to climb over a wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that. Well, I nearly did that today, kind of, and nearly fell over on a virtual table. That wasn't the... That's all right. That it I nearly lent on. Yeah, yeah that would have been a silly thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that made me laugh a lot because I saw that before you posted it. It was, already, it was on Reddit because I'm in the... Red, I look at a lot of the Reddit subreddits for VR and stuff well, now. All right, then. So, but apparently, he wasn't. He didn't try and climb over a fence. Apparently, he was playing super hot. Okay. And he tried to do something in super hot, and obviously, he wasn't there. And he jumped and just completely face planted on a garden. I will also shout out to Marcus J. Parks. I don't know if he listens to this or how I met him some other way, but uh, he was having a rough week. So, uh, shout him out. I hope his weekend's been better than his week. And everybody out there who had a rough week, I hope your weekend's been good. And I hope next week's better than this week. Uh, step into a new river. And thanks to Antonio Brilliant. for coming on. And thanks to Derek Sainz for sending in cool speak pipes all the time. And thanks to people who sent in emails and did iTunes reviews. We love you. Yeah, Derek, by the way, has uh, given me a little bit of grief in the chat. He said, Stu, you mentioned that the sound of rain can help people relax and fall asleep. I find your voice has the same effect. Oh, Shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah. Think about the before you talk I'll take that as a compliment because ultimately, you know, it's fine. I don't go. Okay. That's it. We're done. Let's get the hell out of here. Excellent. Uh, can I just say, by the way... No, we don't have yeah, time. Jo- no, joking aside, joking aside, it will be nice to have Chini back. It seems like a long time since we've seen him. Well, it has been a long time. It's or been almost spoken a month. To him, spoken to him, even. Yeah. 
Well, we hope he had a good time on his trip because we, we know did. last time they had to cut it short. So I hope they managed to have all the fun experiences they couldn't have last time. Yeah. So hopefully he had a great time. Yeah, um, welcome I home. I guess we'll see him. And we'll see him next week. I'll speak to him. I keep saying see him, but I will see him soon. That's right. You will. I won't, but you I will. will. See him soon. Yeah. I will. I'll right. see him soon. So, yeah. I'm going to stop the bit. stream now. <laughs>